This is Westlake Baseball. Brought to you by Independence Title, Plains, Capital Bank, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Data Foundry, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto, Arrive, Luxury and Property Management, and brought to you by CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, Austex Fence and Deck, Colhane, Premier Property, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, and by Hendrick Auto Group, Hat Creek Burger Company, Victory Medical Center at Westlake, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, and by Texas Honey Ham, Steam Tea, UBO, White Gloves Storage and Delivery, Point Collision Center, Felger Insurance Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers fries and shakes. Yeah. Now, here's Joe Taylor. Play ball. We welcome you to live coverage of Westlake Baseball, our inaugural broadcast here, the second game of District 25-6A play here at Burger Center. I'm Joe Taylor joining you live, and folks, we've got a game in store for you here, a nice little rivalry between the Austin I Maroons and the Westlake Chaparrales. Both teams 1-0 in District 25-6A play. And, of course, the Westlake Chaparrales fresh off their their uh, win of uh, five straight wins in a row in the Pennybacker Tournament off the weekend that was capped by a 10-2 win over Bernie Champion, and it was JT Blair's career win number 300. And after a run rule of Aikens a week ago, Austin High also coming off a win over Lehman 3-1. So both teams tied it for first place for now. As we bring you live coverage of Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shop app. We uh, give you the uh, lineup here for the Westlake Chaparrales, presented by Texas Honey Ham Company. Sage Luther will lead off and play right. Gray Harrison will pitch. He'll bat second. Reese McCray at second base. He'll bat third. Leo Lowen, the catcher, will bat in the cleanup spot. Batting fifth, Jake Harwood, the designated hitter. Bailey Covert at first base, bat sixth. And Braden Davis at third base will bat seventh. Hitting eighth is Elliot Schwarzbach in left field, and Joseph Watts rounds out the lineup in center field. So it's Luther, Harrison, McCray, Lowen, Harwood, Covert, Davis, Schwarzbach, and Watts in the lineup in the first pitch from Nick Anderson. The lanky right-hander is a ball to Sage Luther. And that'll even up the count. At two balls and no strikes as that fastball sails low and inside from Nick Anderson. He winds and kicks and fires the 2-0 fastball that catches the inside part of the plate for a called strike one. Defensively for the Austin High Maroons around the horn in the infield and the outfield. Obviously left to right is Cage Cheney and left Luke Robledo in center field. Will Crosno in right field. The 2-1 pitch is fouled at the plate. And out of play. Around the horn defensively, Nick Robles at third base. Victor Mendoza fresh off of his basketball season. He's been with the club for about two weeks. Bailey Pratt at second base and Andrew Ogden at first base. The battery, Paul Castro behind home plate. And Sage Luther is hit with a pitch on the 2-1 count. So that's the first hit batsman for Nick Anderson. And Sage Luther leads things off here as the Chaparrales have their first base runner. It's going to bring up the pitcher, Gray Harrison, Harrison set to start tonight. Got a couple of scouts here taking a look at what the uh, right-hander will do. Harrison now helping himself out. Reese McCray is in the lineup, but he is being DH'd for, so Gray Harrison can hit. We'll see if a bun is on here to try to move Luther up here. Infield drawn slightly in at double play depth, and this fastball from Nick Anderson rides high and inside for ball one. 
the Maroons in their all-white uniforms, white pants, white jersey tops with Maroons in cursive and that very familiar deep burgundy color. Sage Luther gets his lead from first base, and the 1-0 pitch is upstairs for ball two, another fastball from Anderson. Anderson comes to the stretch, peering into Castro. His battery made here is he's got the sign. Here comes the 2-0, and this one is going to hit Harrison. So back-to-back hit batsman as Anderson tries to go inside. And I'll be honest with you, you know, as a baseball player, I actually really like the fact that he's trying to own the inside part of the plate. Doesn't have the, the quickest stuff in the world, but he is an athlete, likes to compete. And he wanted that pitch inside, and it just came up and bit Gray Harrison. So runners on with the back-to-back hit-by-pitches sends Sage Luther into scoring position as we kick things off here. And it'll be Reese McCray at second base, batting third. And I mentioned uh, Mac Harkins is actually in the lineup as well. He will actually be the shortstop. Reese McCray standing in, right-handed hitter. Wiping the slate clean here at the dish at Burger Center. Thanks so much for joining us here on our first broadcast of baseball coming off a heartbreaking weekend of Westlake basketball. We're here on the diamond here to, on Monday. Runners are first and second. Nobody out top of the first inning here for Westlake. There's a line drive on the first pitch, a fastball offered, and stopping at third base after the line drive into left field is Sage Luther. The throw coming in from Cheney hits the cutoff man nicely as they will keep everybody at bay to load the bases. So Reese McCray hits the first fastball he sees and deposits in a line into left field. He's on at first, and Harrison has a runner at second base. We'll have to see who that is. Can't make out the number on the front of the jersey. So Joseph Kolda is the one that has the opportunity to at second base, and Luther holds at third. Base is drunk here in the top of the first for Westlake. A chance to do some damage with nobody out. This time the breaking ball catches the outside corner to Leo Lowen. Lowen, the power man, led the club in home runs and slugging percentage a year ago as a junior, coming off his state championship run and actually just won a Westie Award late last week. So Lowen pretty much cleaning up in and out of the classroom and, of course, headed to Army, West Point, to play football. Here's the 0-1 offering, another breaking ball. That one looked like a slider that cut late and low and outside, and he swung right through it. Low and bats from the right side, straight up and down stance. As he wears sleeves on what is otherwise kind of a balmy night. Temperature right around 71, 72 degrees. No wind to speak of. 0-2 pitch coming. Curveball catches the inside corner, and it caught Leo looking just a bit. As Lowen strikes out on three pitches after back-to-back hit by pitches and then the single by McCray, Lowen goes down for the first out of the frame, and it'll bring up the designated hitter, Jake Harwood. Harwood stands in from the right side and talking to JT Blair before the ball game. He has been knocking the cover off the ball. Got to keep him in the lineup. And here's the uh, curveball. This one again catches the outside corner. So after Anderson could not find the control that he wanted with the fastball, he's gone to that off-speed pitch that has worked well control-wise, and he's been able to spin a few in there for called strikes, and he gets Harwood looking at the first one. No balls, one strike, bases loaded. And, of course, we're just underway here from Burger Center. Another low breaking ball there. Another slider that kind of tails away into the dirt. Nice stop there by Castro. 
And once again, the last two hitters, the heart of the lineup, the four and the five-hole hitters with Ducks on the pond are now down, no balls and two strikes. 311 down the left field line, 341 down the right field line, 401 to straightaway center field, and that one is hammered into center field on a line drive. One run is in. Sage Luther scores, stopping his Colda at third base, and it looks like McCray will stop at second as well as Jake Harwood continues to dominate here in this young season, and he has the first RBI of the night. Westlake leading one to nothing as Sage Luther comes in. Nice job there by Harwood to pick up Leo Lowen, and Bailey Covert will stride in. Again, a slew of right-handed hitters here at the top end of the lineup as Bailey Covert, fresh off a brilliant performance over the course of the Pennybacker Classic held at the campus of Westlake High School, carries his hands quite high. The power man, first baseman, takes the first fastball high above the letters. Good eye there on Bailey Covert's part. Gets a lot of attention, obviously, with his ability to put the ball out of the ballpark. And sometimes when you come up with bases loaded early in a ballgame, you want to put one into the beyond the fence line here. But he wisely eyeballs that one above the letters. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That one, a low breaking ball that bounces in the dirt just in front of the left-handed hitter's batter's box, and it is blocked nicely there by Paul Castro. And now the 2-0 offering here to Bailey Covert with bases loaded here, 1-0 Westlake. He comes with the fastball. This one clips the outside corner for a strike one call. That's a good take by Bailey right there. Again, that pitch is out and down. Still catches the outside part of the plate. That is not a pitch he wants to take the other way on 2-0. He wants something he can drive. Timeout is called at the plate by Bailey Covert. He'll step out. Like I mentioned, kind of a balmy night here as we dealt with a little bit chillier temperatures over the weekend, but otherwise Chamber of Commerce weather for the Pennybacker Classic. Again, these, this team in action a week ago, run ruling Aikens, and of course Austin High beating Lehman. So both 1-0 and 25-6A plays, they play here tonight. There's a good-looking fastball there that catches the outside corner. Not too much of a speed ball there as Anderson decides to change speeds. He'll even the count at two balls and two strikes. So Bailey looking to shorten up a little bit, put the ball in play, looking for another two-strike hit like his teammate Harwood was able to put forth. He's at first base. Here's the 2-2 offering, and that curveball just inside. That's a good look there by Bailey. Good spot by Anderson. He had, an, he had a pitch to waste there, and if he wanted to come inside, Bailey in that situation is going to be looking away for a breaking ball, maybe down. He came inside with the breaking pitch. That's a good-looking offering right there by Anderson, and he just missed off the inner half of the plate. Three balls, two strikes. Covert lagging the bat at the plate, waiting. Payoff pitch coming, and that's a curveball that splits the plate in half for a called strike three. And in this frame, despite giving up the RBI single to Harwood, Anderson has taken one of the bigger power outages away for the Westlake Chaparrales in Covert and Lowen. It's going to bring up Braden Davis, the hard-hitting junior, as Davis had an opportunity to play a little bit on the uh, varsity last year, but then wound up dominating on the JV level. Stands in from the right side with a chance to do damage here with two outs, and he swings and misses at the first off-speed pitch. That one a curveball that danced out of the zone and into the dirt. Castro able to glove it to keep Joe Cold at bay at third base. 
Anderson wants another baseball, so he's going to toss that into Castro. The umpire is going to oblige him. Again, no win to speak of here. No balls, one strike, two outs, one nothing Westlake on two hits. No errors in the ballgame just yet. And, of course, Austin High waiting to come up to bat. Waiting patiently from the right side is Davis. The kick and the wind by Anderson. He delivers another breaking ball. This one catches the bottom end of the zone as Castro gloves it. He's able to stick the glove right about knee level to get the call. So now, again, Anderson working ahead of some serious firepower here in the Westlake lineup first time through. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Base is loaded. Anderson kicks and winds and a swing and a miss on a curveball away. And he strikes out the side. After hitting the first two batters and giving up a single, he strikes out Lowen, gives up the RBI single by Harwood, and Bailey Covert and Braden Davis both strike out to end the frame. For the Austin High, or for the Westlake Chaparrales on the top of the first, one run on one hit. There were no errors and three men left on base. We head to the bottom of the first inning, Westlake leading one to nothing. This is Westlake Baseball. Ostex Fence and Deck is proud to cheer on the Shaps. We're joining in on the celebration of Westlake's 50th anniversary. Hi, this is Marsha Lockett. As a Westlake-owned and operated business, our goal is excellence. We combine innovative technology and outstanding customer service to make your backyard dream a reality. Visit AustexFenceAndDeck.com. That's A-U-S-T-E-X, FenceAndDeck.com. Let Austex help build your next outdoor project the Westlake way. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare. The best is here. Live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you live here as we set the defense for the Chaparrales. Left to right in the outfield, it's Elliot Schwarzbach, Joseph Watson, center. Sage Luther in right field and around the horn. Braden Davis at third. Mac Harkins at shortstop. Reese McCray at second. Bailey Kerwood at first. The battery, Leo Lowen and Gray Harrison. Gray Harrison on the season, just scintillating thus far, boasting a fastball in the 89 to 91 mile an hour range. Had the gun on him. A couple of scouts were like, hey, let's uh, let's talk about what possibly the low to mid-90s might look like. So there are some folks in the stands that have interested him at the collegiate level. He kicks and winds. His first offering here presented by CryoFit is a fastball high to the leadoff man, Victor Mendoza, the Austin High shortstop. It's Victor Mendoza leading off. Bailey Pratt, second base, will bat second. The third baseman, Nick Robles, will bat third. The 1-0 pitch is a fastball that nips the outside corner for a call to strike one. Andrew Ogden is the first baseman. He'll hit cleanup, batting fifth. Brendan Mendoza is the designated hitter. Nick Anderson is the pitcher who will hit for himself in the six hole. Here's the 1-1 pitch for Harrison. Check swing, but a called strike on the outside corner. 
to Victor Mendoza, and it's very quickly one ball and two strikes. Hitting seventh is Will Crosno. He's in right field. Cage Chaney is in left. He'll bat eighth, and batting ninth is Paul Castro, the catcher. Here's the one-two pitch. Fastball just off the outside part of the plate and low. That's a good job there by Leo Lowen. Kept the ball right in front of him and squeezed it, trying to frame that pitch and get the call. Didn't happen, though. This is a bit low. Here's the 2-2 offering into the wind and the pitch. Fastball low and outside, and the count is full to the leadoff man, Victor Mendoza. So it's Mendoza, Pratt, Robles, Ogden, Mendoza, Anderson, Crosno, Chaney, and Castro to face the Chaparrales in the bottom of the first inning. Westlake leading one to nothing. Here's the payoff pitch. Fastball swung on and missed, and down goes Mendoza. For the first out of the inning, the defense here for the Westlake Chaparrales, as we mentioned. Returning starters, Leo Lowen, who uh, spent time as a designated hitter and, of course, as a catcher last season. Other than that, it's a brand-new infield for the Westlake Chaparrales here as these uh, juniors and seniors get an opportunity to start here. And on the first pitch offering to the left-handed hitting second baseman, Bailey Pratt, he fouls it off towards the Austin Eye dugout. As I mentioned, 311 down the left field line here at Burger Center, 341 down the right field line, 401 to straightaway center field, but it's just to the left of the flagpole, which is in play to the right of the 401 sign in dead center field. So it is about 405 feet away. And I mentioned the flagpole in play. Pratt batting from the left side into the wind. Here's the 0-1 pitch from Harrison. He brings the heat and clips the inside corner, but it is called a ball. A little bit too far inside and maybe just above the belt to the left-handed hitting Bailey Pratt. Chaparrales in their road blue uniforms. Here's the 1-1 pitch fastball that comes inside. That's a little bit low for ball two. So two balls and one strikes. I mentioned the road blue uniforms with the cursive shaps across the front. Red numerals on the front, white numerals on the back, and white pinstripe pants, blue socks for the Westlake Chaparrales. The 2-1 offering here, a breaking ball that's fouled at the screen. And that'll even up the count at two balls and two strikes. Very happy to be joining you here as we get into baseball mode. Of course, a lot of you know that uh, played baseball in college. Had a brief opportunity to play professionally. And, of course, now still play in uh, recreational leagues. But uh, baseball has definitely been uh, the choice of sport for yours truly. So it's uh, always a good opportunity to get back into the the baseball season. Here's the payoff pitch. 3-2 hammered on the hands. Up the line and out of play foul in front of the Austin High Maroon bench. So good payoff pitch there. A fastball inside forcing Pratt to throw his hands out there and that one got inside of the barrel near the hands and he couldn't put it in fair play. Here's the payoff pitch coming again. 3-2 fastball inside and this one actually hits Pratt. Came a little bit inside, so again, we've seen three hit batsmen in this ball game. Of course, we talked about Nick Anderson's woes in the first inning as the first two hitters reached aboard, Luther and Harrison, via the hit-by-pitch, and that'll bring up Nick Robles, the third baseman. He bats third with a runner on, the tying run at first base. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. Of course, Austin High in their first trip to the plate here in the bottom half of the first inning. The stretch at the letters by Harrison. Gray peers in. He's got a sign from Leo Lowen. A brief look at first base. Fires the fastball, and this one is upstairs for ball one. Westlake fresh off a run rule last week to open district play. The offense really stormed out 
Of course, five straight wins. Westlake at 6-0 and to start the 2020 campaign. Here's the 1-0 offering. Fastball is just on the inside part of the plate as he came inside again. And I'm pretty happy with Harrison's opportunity here to go inside. It's actually a, not necessarily something that you see all the time. He is not afraid to throw his fastball in. Here's the 1-1. This one on the outside part of the plate for a called strike two. And, folks, that's exactly why not being afraid to come inside with a fastball in high school baseball is so effective because if you establish the inside part of the plate as part of your arsenal, you go away and that fastball looks completely different than the one inside. Here's the one-two offering from Harrison. He spins a curveball that slips out of his hands and stays upstairs right around the shoulders of the right-handed hitting third baseman Nick Robles. Robles stands straight up and down in the box. Got a slight crouch as he has his hands right around shoulder level. The 2-2 offering coming from Harrison. Fastball swung on and missed, and down goes Robles. That's the second strikeout of the inning, second strikeout of the game, and there are two gone here in the bottom of the first, and it'll bring up the cleanup hitter, Andrew Ogden, the first baseman. So he has Bailey Pratt at first base, who's there via hit-by-pitch. As Westlake leads one to nothing here. In the bottom of the first inning. Harrison has his sign. Takes a look at Pratt. Stretch at the belt. And here's the pitch. Fastball just low and outside for ball one. Standing in the right side. Wearing the batting gloves. No sleeves on the arms of Ogden. And this time a fastball is hammered foul on a line. He was late on that one, was Ogden, but he aligned it straight into the screen in front of the coaching staff here. Thank goodness that that screen is about, ooh, five foot, ten inches tall as that one almost clipped an Austin American Statesman photographer. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Fastball catches the outside corner on the bottom end of the strike zone for strike two called. One ball and two strikes. My buddy Paul Brick right there and his very expensive camera. Almost got a baseball right in the lens. So one ball and two strikes here as Harrison trying to get out of a mini jam here in the bottom of the first. He uh, fires a fastball on the lower end of the strike zone, and Andrew Ogden swings right through it. So both pitchers strike out the side for Harrison in the top or in the bottom of the first, rather. No runs, no hits. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We've played one full inning here from Tony Berger Center as Westlake leads Austin High one to nothing. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps, and I'd like to tell you about the best-kept secret in Westlake, Arrive Luxury and Property Management. They're proudly Westlake-owned and operated, and if you own a luxury home in the hills of Westlake, you could turn your beautiful property into a stunning vacation getaway. When you travel, Arrive can turn your home into a five-star resort. Visit ArriveLuxury.com. Just Google it. This is the next level of generating revenue for your home. Check it out at ArriveLuxury.com. Arrive Luxury and Property Management, proud sponsors of Westlake Athletics. Victory Medical Westlake is proud once again to be an official sponsor of Westlake Nation and all Westlake student-athletes. Victory Medical offers sports medicine, family medicine, and so much more. No appointments necessary, as walk-ins are always welcome. Look for Victory Medical at the corner of Bee Cave Road in West Bank or call 512-462-3627. That's 512-462-3627 or click victorymed.com. 
Go Shaps! We welcome you back to the top of the second inning. And for the Westlake Chaparrales, it'll be the 8-9-1 and one hitters. Elliot Schwarzbach will lead things off. He'll be followed by Joseph Watts. And Sage Luther will round out the top end of the order. As Anderson's out for his second inning of work, he fires a fastball that catches the outside corner for strike one on Elliot Schwarzbach, who had a whale of a junior season. His campaign pretty impressive as Westlake surging into the playoffs to face Reagan, only to lose, but... Ultimately, Swarzbach locked down left field. He swings at a curveball, grounds it to shortstop. Victor Mendoza will boot it, and he will run out of time to get Elliot Schwarzbach, who reaches on the error. It'll be an E6, first error of the ball game. Charge to Victor Mendoza, and that ball hit sharply as he put it in play, did Schwarzbach, and he hits his way on base via the error. It'll bring up Joseph Watts, the center fielder, with Sage Luther waiting on deck. So Watts standing in from the left side, carries the bat right at shoulder level. In fact, he rests the bat on his shoulder, waiting for the stretch. Anderson delivers, and this fastball is low and inside for ball one. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. No runs, no hits, one error for Austin High as we play baseball here in the top of the second inning. The stretch at the belt as Castro delivers the sign. Anderson's got it. And here's the 1-0. Nope, he's going to pick over to first base and back safely is Elliot Schwarzbach. Standing back in there is Watts from the left side. He's got his sign. Does Anderson. Comes with a fastball and he sneaks it by Watts. Watts was looking for a breaking pitch that perhaps was coming more into him. And he got the fastball away and swung right through it. So that'll even up the count. One ball, one strike, hitting from the left side. The pants hiked up right around the knee level. Now Watts squaring to bunt, lays down a beauty right back to the third base, or right back to the pitcher's mound as a good athletic move by Anderson. He leaps off the mound in what would normally be described as a pretty good bunt. Anderson shows up out of nowhere, fires over to Mendoza, his shortstop, and there's an out at second base. The relay throw not in time to get Watts, so he is aboard of the fielder's choice as Schwarzbach is out at second base. What a play by Anderson. You can see now why he's a talented wide receiver for the Austin High Maroon football team. He raced off the mound to snag that bunt from Watts, and Watts will get his lead from first base, and the first pitch to Sage Luther is called a strike one, a fastball on the outside part of the plate. Luther was hit by a pitch to lead the game off and then came around to score on the RBI single by Jake Harwood. He stands in the right-handed hitter's batter's box, the senior, headed to Colgate University to play football, playing in his senior season here at the baseball level, and takes the next pitch, kind of a slider that slips out of the hand of Nick Anderson, evens up the count at one ball and one strike. One out as Watts gets his lead from first base. 
Here's the pitch. Curveball hammered towards shortstop. This one gets by a diving Mendoza. Stopping at second base is Watts, and the Chaparrales have their second hit. Luther with his first hit of the night with a seed to shortstop. Mendoza had absolutely no chance. A bunch of topspin on that baseball as it rocketed off his bat and just took one hop and went right by the diving Mendoza at short and into shallow left center field. One run, three hits, third hit of the night here for Westlake. Of course, no errors for the Chaparrales on defense in the bottom half of the first inning. And now it's going to bring up Gray Harrison with a chance to help himself out. He's already got one run. Struck out the side, as did his counterpart, Anderson. Runners at first and second with one out. Anderson fires a fastball. This one fouled off at the dish. Castor was looking up and said, wait a minute, this is in play. Why can't I not throw the ball down to first base? Well, the problem was is as he swung, he was a little bit late on that fastball, and Harrison actually uh, fouled it backwards, and it actually went off the catcher and went into play. That's a dead ball when it goes behind the plate like that after it's fouled off. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Gray Harrison. With runners at first and second, he swings and grounds one towards Mendoza. There's a shot at two. He flips to second base. Pratt can't get the ball out of his glove. Out at second base is Sage Luther, but safe at first base is Gray Harrison. So another fielder's choice moves runners a little bit closer to home plate. Watts will actually move from second to third as Sage Luther is out on the fielder's choice. Gray Harrison safely aboard here. On the 6-4 flip, that's the second out of the inning. Joe Colda will run for Harrison as he did in the top half of the first inning. And it'll bring up Reese McCray, who singled his way on to break the hit column. Anderson now in a bit of a jam, first and third. And he delivers a breaking ball that slides low and away for ball one. Anderson with pretty athletic prowess. On the bunt play by Watts, able to quickly make his way to the baseball and make a fine throw to second base. Here's the 1-0 offering, another breaking ball. This one staying away and down for Reese McCray. So two balls and no strikes. Great situation here with two outs and two on. Runners at the corners here for McCray. And Anderson... Will stretch at the belt, fires a fastball. This one is away for ball three. So, so far, McCray's seen a ton of pitches here. Most of them have been, two of the three have been fastballs. Anderson seems to have a little bit more control over that breaking ball. But now a 3-0 offering here. McCray looks at a fastball right down Broadway. And that's, as a hitter, that's the one you got to think about. Yeah, I know Westlake is going good, but here early on with uh, just one run, and put the take sign on there, expecting a ball. Three balls, one strike. Still a hitter's count here for Reese McCray. The stretch at the letters and the pitch. 3-1 offering, rides high and inside on the fastball. And that is the first walk of the game. Two hit by pitch hit batsman for Nick Anderson. And now a walk of Reese McCray that will load the bases again. Colda will move up to second base in place of Gray Harrison. And, of course, Joseph Watts will stay put at third. So it's Watts at third, Colda at second. And now 
Reese McCray at first base, courtesy of the walk. It'll be up to Leo Lowen, who struck out on three pitches. He struck out looking his last time up, looking to do some damage here with two outs and a one nothing lead in the top of the second. He takes the first pitch fastball on the outside corner for strike one. Lowen doesn't like the call. He thought it was away and down, and he actually might have an argument there. But nonetheless, a called strike, and he's down. No balls and one strike here with the bases loaded and a one nothing lead in the top of the second. Kicking and winding, and delivering the curveball here is Anderson, and he drops that one in on the inner half. So once again, two pitches to Leo Lowen, two called strikes. No balls, two strikes, two outs here in the top of the second inning. The stretch, now the glove at the belt. He kicks and fires, does Anderson. Now that one fouled off. That one actually goes off the cleat of Leo Lowen and ricochets back towards Anderson, so a foul ball. And it looks like right now that Leo might be having a little bit of issue with Anderson's timing. Doesn't seem to be able to pick the ball up when he wants to. Have to see if that changes here after that foul ball. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Anderson kicks and fires. That one hit hard foul towards the third base coaching box. And Lowen once again using those quick hands of his to stay alive. See what Anderson comes up with here on the third straight 0-2 count. The stretch at the letters now for Anderson as he's got his sign. Now at the belt. Here's the 0-2. Fastball, high fastball is swung on and missed by Leo Lowen. This time he strikes out swinging, and that will do it for the top half of the second inning for the Westlake Chaparrales. But Westlake able to get the bases loaded yet again, but no runs, no hits. There was an error, and three men left on base. The Chaparrales have left six men on base here early on in the first two innings of baseball. We'll be right back after this timeout as we head to the bottom of the second inning. This is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. Taking the kids out to eat isn't always easy. They never want to sit still. And let's face it, a restaurant isn't the best place to keep a kid entertained. Thankfully, there's Hat Creek Burger Company. Every Hat Creek location has an awesome playscape for the kids to run wild while you enjoy a hot meal and an ice cold beverage. Hat Creek has a lot more than just burgers. Their menu can be modified to fit your lifestyle, whether gluten-free, paleo, or vegetarian. Did I mention they have breakfast too? Every day at 7 a.m. Hat Creek Burger Company, a proud sponsor of Westlake Nation. Welcome back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball here. It'll be Brendan Mendoza, Nick Anderson, and Will Crosno to start things off. And Gray Harrison dots Mendoza to lead things off here in the bottom of the second inning. Another hit by pitch. Second one of the game. So we've seen four hit batsmen here in the first two innings of baseball as the Westlake and Austin High Maroon starting pitchers 
Gray Harrison and Nick Anderson. Now Nick Anderson will stride in, and Anderson will hit from the right side with a man on first base in Mendoza. Mendoza gets his lead, a solid one from first base. Harrison now looking at Anderson, squaring to bunt, pulls it back for a called ball one on a fastball upstairs. Crashing down as Anderson showed bunt was Braden Davis making the move down the line at first base was Bailey Covert. You could see Reese McCray working his way over to first base to cover. So the bunt coverages are in play here on a nice night for baseball here as Westlake takes on Anderson or excuse me, Austin High. A slap bunt here and a swing. This one's going to be booted by the shortstop very quickly. Throwing back to second base is Harkins. After Harkins booted the baseball, he had an opportunity to maybe throw Mendoza out at second base at the very end as Mendoza rounded second and got a little bit too far off. The throw to McCray not in time, and that is going to be a base hit. So Nick Anderson is going to get credit for an infield single. It'll move Mendoza up to second base. And Anderson is aboard at first base. Anderson being the fleet of foot, given his prowess as a wide receiver, will stay on the bag at first base until we see if he gets a courtesy runner. We'll have to see if that happens. But nonetheless, Westlake leading in this ballgame. One run, three hits, no errors. And for Austin High, no runs, a hit, and an error. Now quickly, bluffing the throw back to second base is Gray Harrison. Back safely is Mendoza. He'll wipe the dirt from his jersey as he dove headfirst back into the bag with nobody covering. It'll bring up real Crosno, the right fielder. Crosno standing in from the right side, bat held. Right at uh, shoulder level. He'll turn to bunt. Now quickly throwing behind is Leo Lowen. That throw hits the dirt, but it's dug out nicely there by McCray. He applies the tag to Anderson, who had made it back safely to the bag. So, again, a good snap throw down by Leo Lowen, handled nicely by McCray as they try to put a bunt coverage on here as the ball went by. And it looks like there should be a strike on the board. We'll have to wait and see if they award a strike. It doesn't look like that's the case because Crosno did square around, but it looks like the umpire awarded the fact that he did pull the bat back. So it's one ball and no strikes with runners at first and second base as Harrison trying to work through a jam here in the bottom of the second. The stretch at the belt. He looks back at Mendoza once again, squaring around to bunt, and this time Crosno bunts through it. He showed his bunt late as if to try to – Pull off a drag bunt, but he did not get in drag bunt formation there in the right-handed hitter's batter's box. He just kind of squared around to sacrifice and completely missed the baseball. One ball, one strike, a look of Mendoza for Harrison, a second look, and now here he comes. Harrison delivers an overhand curveball that stays on the top end of the zone. It's just above the belt on Crosno, and Harrison's not happy. He thought that one was a strike. That shows his disdain for that as he walks off the mound, rubs up the baseball just a bit, and he's back on the bump here for two and one. Now again squaring. This time the bunt laid down perfectly. Bailey covered up with it, fires over to first base. McCray covering. So the sacrifice works well there with nobody out in the inning as Will Crosno 
sack bunt there to move Nick Anderson and Mendoza into scoring position. So Brendan Mendoza at third base. He's the designated hitter. He led the inning off with a hit by pitch. Nick Anderson followed with an infield single that got away from Mack Harkins as he tried to make a play at second base. Mendoza slid back safely after rounding the bag, and now Will Crosno is answered with runners at first and second and nobody out with a sacrifice bunt. Good play there in the field by Bailey Covert as he was able to pounce on that baseball and throw back towards McCray. One of the harder plays for a first baseman, especially a right-handed first baseman like Bailey Covert is, you charge down the line, then you have to pick the baseball up, turn back around, and throw behind you. So, again, it uh, requires a little bit of footwork there for Bailey Covert as he kind of came scorching down the line to field the bunt off the bat of Crosno. So good execution there. Had no opportunity to try to go across the diamond to nip Mendoza. Mendoza was already in motion, so he wisely threw to McCray at first base to get the out. Now, nope, there's a force at first base. Runners at second and third. Any ball in the air, runners will be tagging. And no win to speak of here. Stepping into the left-handed hitter's batter's box is Cage Chaney, the left fielder. He brings a fastball, squaring around to bunt again as Chaney, and he bunts this one foul back towards the screen. No balls, one strike, one out, one nothing Westlake here in the bottom of the second. A lot of pitches already thrown here as we've just passed 8 o'clock. We're about 40 minutes old as this game was supposed to start at 7.30, but because of the run rule, buoy over Del Valley, game was slated to start at 7.50 first. 715 and the first pitch happened right around 720. Here's the 0-1 pitch, another slap bunt. This one pulled back and taken for ball one. That's a curveball there off the right arm of Gray Harrison that stays up in the zone and outside. One ball, one strike, one out. Runners at second and third. Tying run at third base. The go-ahead run at second for Austin High as Harrison trying to get out of the jam. Here's the 1-1. Overhand curveball sneaks by the bat of Cage Chaney for strike two. And this is a big out if you're Gray Harrison. You want to be able to, he'll still operate out of the stretch, obviously, but this is an out you want with a base open. Get that second out, put the defense back in a little bit more favorable position to just make a play on a baseball. Here's the one-two high fastball, swung on and missed. And down goes Chaney. Cage Chaney becomes... The fourth strikeout victim here for Gray Harrison. And there is two outs in the inning. He's going to bring up the nine-hole hitter, Paul Castro, the bottom of the lineup. Castro will stand in from the right side with an opportunity here to drive the baseball. You'd like to see Chaney maybe load up on one of those curveballs, try to hit the ball in the air in the outfield. Now another curveball slides high out of the arm of Gray Harrison for ball one. Castro doing a good defensive job thus far behind the dish for Austin High. He's had a couple of moments where we've had to block baseballs, and he's kept the ball in front of him and caught a good game thus far, trying to keep Westlake at bay despite all the runners. Now the 1-0 offering is low and cheats inside. This fastball is low and away for ball two. Don't want to get back to the top of the lineup, although Victor Mendoza struck out swinging his first time up, the lead off the bottom of the first inning. You don't want that lineup to turn over with ducks on the pond. You want to get Castro 
And this is one thing that we would always tell young pitchers, especially that are in a jam, runners at second and third with the nine-hole hitter up, you got to make sure that you go after the hitter, put that ball in play, allow for some contact, and let your defense work. And up the line, that ball is fielded by the third baseman, Braden Davis, and he is fielded at foul. He throws across the diamond, but the home plate umpire has identified that ball as a foul ball. Even Bailey Covert thought the inning was over. There's a couple of folks headed back towards the first base dugout, but it will be a foul ball, so that'll even up the count at two balls and one strike with two outs. Here in the bottom of the second inning, Westlake leading one to nothing. Here's the 2-1 as Harrison goes into the wind and the pitch. Fastball fouled straight back to the screen. Castro was all over that one as that one right down the middle of the plate. In Harrison's world, you might want to put that a little bit higher just given the uh, opportunity to get the velocity up. But he came straight down Broadway with that 2-1 fastball to challenge Castro, and he fouled it back to the screen. Into the wind and the 2-2 pitch curveball as Castro hangs on, keeps his hands back, and pops that one out of play. Beautiful job there by Castro as he able to hold his hands back, recognize the breaking pitch, and just use his hands to fight the baseball off. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, deadly twos. Runners on second and third, and here's the 2-2 offering from Harrison. That ball hit on a line, a soft liner right back to Harrison, and Harrison gloves the line drive for the third out of the inning. So that will do it for Austin High. In the bottom of the second inning, no runs on a hit. There were no errors, and two men left on base. We played two full innings here. We get to the top of the third. Westlake leading one to nothing. We'll be right back to Tony Berger Center right after this. This is Westlake Baseball. Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got Shaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all-stars Brent Beasley and lifetime Shap Lewis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake-owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management, calling the right plays for your financial future. The Felber Insurance Agency is proud to support Westlake Athletics on the drive to a district title. Speaking of driving, if your Westlake son or daughter is ready for their independence and their driver's license before they hit the road, let Jeff Felger take a look at your current insurance plan. Jeff lives and works in Westlake and can help you choose the coverage options you need to include your family's newest driver. Call 512-250-2334 and speak to Jeff. Get your new driver off to a safe start with Farmers and Felger Insurance Agency. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Going into the top half of the third inning, and it'll be leading things off here. It'll be Jake Harwood, who has an RBI single. He's the difference maker in the game thus far with the RBI single to center field. As he got down on the count his first time up against Anderson, he was able to keep his hands back and drive the baseball through the middle of the infield to pick up the RBI single that scored Sage Luther. That's where we sit now, one to nothing Westlake with Bailey Covert on deck. 
Harwood carries his hands away from his body, and he looks at the curveball here that stays inside for a called ball one. Got a lot of righties in this lineup until you get to Joe Watts. As he bats from the left side, of course, he is not due up just yet as far as the minimum is concerned. And now Anderson delivers a, a high fastball that Harwood fouls right back to the screen. All over that one, just a little above the barrel, and he fouls it straight back to the screen. Harwood, the designated hitter, one for one in the game with the RBI single, awaits the 1-1. Anderson kicks and fires and delivers a fastball out of the stretch for a called strike two. Good-looking fastball there on 1-1. Not too sure what Harwood is looking for away, but that's exactly where they're going to go with the fastball. Now let's see if he comes back with a breaking ball here on 1-2. That would be what I'd throw. They dial it up, and he stays true with his perseverance at the plate there. Has a little bit of poise. and Did not chase that curveball low and away. That'll even up the count at two balls and two strikes. Nobody out as Harwood leads things off in the top of the third. He gets a curveball there that stays in the middle of the plate and rifles it into left field. That's a clean single there. Back-to-back rods off the bat of Jake Harwood. And like Coach J.T. Blair said in uh, my pregame conversation, he has been knocking the cover off the ball as of late, so he's getting his opportunities here early on in the season. With a 6-0 ball club and a 1-0 ball club in district play, Harwood is aboard with a with a leadoff single here in the top of the third. It's going to bring up Bailey Covert, who struck out looking his last time up for the second out of the top of the first. Anderson delivers a fastball low and away for ball one. Nick Anderson has his sign. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That one to Bailey rifled foul as it arcs high and peels out to the right side of the field and falls in foul territory. That'll even up the count of one ball and one strike to Bailey Covert. If you're covert in this particular scenario, you're looking for you know that that deuce is coming. You know that they're going to try to work you away. They don't want to get into those big arms and try to get you to extend inside. If you get a fastball, it's going to be low and away. Let's see if it happens here on one ball and one strike. He comes back with the fastball. It's up, and he hammers it into right field. Beautiful piece of hitting there by Bailey Covert. We knew the fastball was going to come. That opportunity there to get the bat, the ball up in the zone backfired on Anderson. He wanted to go away with that fastball. It slipped out of his hand, went high in the zone, and instead of trying to pull that baseball, Covert went right with it and drilled it into right center field to move up Jake Harwood from first to third base. And Bailey Covert now one for two with a beautiful hit. As a, that's a great piece of hitting right there out of Bailey Covert. It'll bring up Braden Davis with a chance to do some damage here with runners at first and third. Davis from the right side, his first time up, struck out, swinging to end the top of the first inning, and he looks at a fastball inside corner for a called strike one. And they're going to try to get Braden Davis to, to really earn his stripes. This dude can hit the baseball. I would look for them to pound him inside with breaking balls, maybe upset his world with some change-ups. Here's the 0-1. He rifles this one deep down the left field line. This is one to get 
all the way to the wall. One run is in as Harwood scores. Bailey Covert going from first to third. He's going to stop there, and it is an RBI double as the throw comes in to third base. Robles applies the tag. Bailey Covert is safe, and just a, a clinic the second time through here as Braden Davis just drills that baseball for the RBI double. He's aboard at second base. Covert stops at third, and Jake Harwood scores. It is now 2 to nothing Westlake. And that'll be all for Nick Anderson. Austin High is going to make a pitching change. We will take a quick timeout and be right back with you as Westlake leads Austin High 2 to nothing here in the top of the third. This is Westlake Baseball. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare. The best is here. So the pitching change will bring uh, Victor Mendoza into the ballgame from shortstop. Love to see where Nick Anderson goes. It looks like he's going to stay on the field. And it looks like Pratt will go to shortstop and Anderson will go in to play second base. So that is the situation now is they'll just make moves in that fashion. Pratt now the shortstop. Anderson. Anderson is now the second baseman. Castro stays in the ballgame to catch, and it's going to bring up Elliot Schwarzbach, who reached on an error to lead things off in the top of the second. And he was erased on a fielder's choice, hit by Joe Watts's bunt. And the first pitch from Mendoza, breaking ball that stays high and inside for ball one. So the starter's been chased by the Westlake Chaparrales as they score a run here. Two runs, six hits, no errors for Westlake. And now a fastball from Mendoza is taken on the outside corner by Swarsbach for a called strike one. Again, two runs, six hits, no errors for Westlake. No runs, a hit, an error for Austin High. But again, nobody out here in the top half of the third inning. And runners at second and third. Here comes the breaking pitch. This one gets underneath Castro as it falls out of the low end of the strike zone for ball two. Two balls, one strike, nobody out. Here in the top of the third, one run is already in, courtesy of the RBI double by Brendan Davis, by Braden Davis, excuse me. Back-to-back singles by Harwood and Covert put runners at first and third. And now the 2-1 fastball, Stays on the outside part of the plate, but catches the outside corner, according to the home plate umpire, for a called strike two. Now a 2-2 count here to Elliot Schwarzbach, who was over one, but reached on that error. Comes in with a curveball, does Mendoza, and this one stays low and inside for ball three. So a payoff pitch coming here to Elliot Schwarzbach. 
Top of the third here is the payoff pitch coming. That one a fastball outside for ball four. So Schwarzbach takes the walk. Davis stays at second base. Covert will stay at third. The base is loaded for the third straight inning for the Westlake Chaparrales. They left three men on in the first, three men on in the second. Now they've got three men on here for Joseph Watts. Watts reached on the fielder's choice as he laid down what would be a pretty good bunt, but Anderson able to use his athleticism to leap off the mound and make the play at second base. He swings and misses at a fastball. On the outside part of the plate does Watts, and it's no balls and one strike. Watts standing in from the left-handed side. Again, one of the only left-handers in the lineup right now. Now, briefly, Mendoza kind of bluffs as he steps off towards second base and doesn't look like Braden Davis is going anywhere. Now the 0-1 offering here from Mendoza. He delivers the curveball. This one stays low and away for ball one. One ball, one strike with a top of the order and Sage Luther waiting. One ball, one strike. Here's the pitch. This one stays downstairs for ball two. Looks like he went with a bit of a changeup there, did Victor Mendoza, and it stayed downstairs. It's a good effort there on 1-1. You don't want to give up and just throw the fastball to Watts. That's no doubt a pitch that he can handle, especially if it's inside. He goes to the changeup to try to induce a ground ball. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss on a good fastball on the outside part of the plate for strike two. So the count evened up. Two balls, two strikes. Runners at... First, second, and third. They are loaded yet again for the Shaps here who have already scored one run in the inning. Here's the 2-2. Fastball struck out looking as Joe Watts takes a look at a fastball in the inside corner right at the knees for strike three. And for the pitching staff, that would be the fifth strikeout of the night here. And, of course, the first strikeout courtesy of the starting shortstop, Victor Mendoza, who is now on the mound. So now there's one gone with Sage Luther coming to the plate. He gets a high fastball, cuts on it, flies it deep to right field. Now coming in, making the catch. Bailey Covert bluffing the throw as the right fielder, Will Crosno, misses the cutoff man but uses his arm to fire the ball all the way in towards home plate. And it's a good thing that's staying right there at third base is Bailey Covert as he would have been thrown out by a mile. A heck of an arm out there by Will Crosno. Makes the grab and keeps all the runners at bay despite the deep fly ball. So now it'll be up to Gray Harrison as Sage Luther is flied out to his counterpart for the second out of the inning. Harrison looks at a breaking ball. This one gets behind Castro. Coming is Bailey Covert. Here's the throw. He slides in head first and takes that right hand across the plate. The throw was in time, but Mendoza could not lay down the tag. Good slide by Bailey Covert, and the Shaps lead 3-0. Most likely that will be a wild pitch. As Bailey Covert comes in to score. 
So now that moves runners up to second and third. Davis will move to third, and Schwarzbach will move up to second base. The 1-0 pitch is called to strike one as he delivers a curveball that catches the inside corner. The stretch at the letters by Victor Mendoza. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That fastball stays upstairs for ball two. Two balls, one strike, two outs, three runs, six hits, no errors for Westlake, no runs a hit, one error for Austin High. Here's the 2-1 offering. Fastball low and away for ball three. That was the spot that you wanted. The catcher set up just a little bit on the outside portions of the plate. Did not have a chance to frame that ball to try to make it look a little better than it was. The 3-1 offering here. That one hit to right field. Sinking is the ball. That's a base hit. One run is in. Here comes the throw to sec- Here comes the throw in. It's wide of the plate and standing up at home plate for the second run of the uh, hit by Gray Harrison as he helps himself out as Braden Davis. So Braden Davis comes all the way around from second to score. And Elliot Schwarzbach slides in as well. So Davis scores, Schwarzbach scores. And for Gray Harrison, that is a two-run double as Colda will check in to run. So again, two RBI for Gray Harrison as he's credited with the double. And it is a 5-0 lead for Westlake. A four-spot here in the top of the third has broken things up just a bit here for Westlake. Now it's going to bring up Reese McCray with Colda at second base and in scoring position. And now McCray looks at a curveball down and away, and that is called a strike one. He looks back, kind of asks the home plate umpire, you sure? <laughs> Here's the 0-1 pitch. Mendoza fires, and this fastball gets right by Davis as he swings through it and misses. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Five runs, seven hits, no errors for Westlake. No runs, one hit, and an error for Austin High. Five to nothing, courtesy of a four spot here in the top of the third. The stretch of the letters by Mendoza. Here's the 0-2 offering. That one hammered foul back towards the screen. Good-looking fastball there for Mendoza. He tried to challenge McCray, and McCray was prepared. No balls, two strikes, two outs, runner at second base. That's Kolda running for Harrison, who had the two-run double. Here's the 0-2. That one's going to plunk Reese McCray. So another hit batsman here as he'll trot down to first base to create a force out at third. And uh, striding to the plate now is Leo Lowen. Lowen 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, one looking and one swinging. Asked to do a number of things, put the ball in play on the right side. So now the timeout and the conversation at the mound is over with. And Mendoza, along with Castro, back to work. Here's the first pitch to Lowen. He swings and fouls one off. Back behind the overhang here at Tony Berger Center as it bounces off the facade of the basketball court. No balls, one strike. Runners at first and second. Here's the pitch. 
Fastball. This one inside, and he fouls that one back towards the screen. So we'll do the 0-2 again for the third time in this at-bat. Runners at first and second. The stretch at the letters and the pitch. Swung on, and that's the hat trick for Leo Lowen. As Lowen goes down swinging in back-to-back strikeouts after looking at strike three his first time up. Tough road right there towards the middle of your lineup with the runners on. But give credit where credit is due. An RBI double by Braden Davis has really ignited things here for the Chaparrales in the top half of the third inning. Four runs and for the Westlake Chaparrales, they get five hits. They commit no errors as we head to the bottom half of the frame. Westlake leading five to nothing. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Does downtime of your IT infrastructure equal lost money for your company? Tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000 square foot purpose-built facility is carrier neutral, offering both retail and wholesale co-location options on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with services to match. Westlake family-owned and operated. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location and schedule a tour at datafoundry.com. Welcome back as we head to the bottom of the third inning. It's been an eventful third inning for the Westlake Chaparrales. They get four runs on four hits, no errors, and two men left on base as Leo Lowen struck out to end the frame. And the first pitch here from Gray Harrison to Victor Mendoza is foul off at the plate, strike one. Here's the 0-2, takes a little off with the changeup. Skips the catcher a bit. We thank all of you for joining us. Fresh off our basketball coverage here. The game tonight moved from Tuesday. Here's the 1-1 from Gray Harrison. That fastball just outside for called ball two. And everybody, I think, knows the story of Gray Harrison now as he has moved to Westlake and had the opportunity to compete here for the baseball team at the varsity level. There's the 2-1 pitch. Fastball stays high and outside for ball three. Three balls and one strike. So three balls and one strike. As Victor Mendoza stands in, he lets the 3-1 fastball go right by him, a belt high for a called strike two. Into the wind and the payoff pitch. Fastball called strike three on the outside corner. And Mendoza goes down looking this time. Gray Harrison got him in the first inning to lead the game off with a swinging strikeout. This time he gets him looking. Right now, Westlake has struck out five batters. 
is swinging and fouling off the first pitch he sees. As Pratt takes a look at the 0-1 pitch, that one a little bit lesser than the one before. One ball, one strike. He comes up with a fastball to Gray Harrison, and he fouls it straight down the line. So one ball and two strikes, one out. Five runs, seven hits, no errors for Westlake. No runs, one hit. That line drive scorched out of play as Pratt trying to turn somebody's car into Swiss cheese with that swing. Here's the one-two offering. That one hit on the ground towards third base, but foul. Good effort there by Pratt to kind of keep the barrel of the bat in the, in, in the zone there as he saw that ball drifting low and away. He went with it and did everything he possibly could. That's pretty impressive. Here's the one-two offering from Gray Harrison. He goes inside, doesn't get the call, and that'll be ball two. Two balls, two strikes, one out. Lead is five, five to nothing Westlake. And the pitch. Swung on, driven into center field, and coming up with the baseball there was the ball kind of just died as it was lined towards center field it died at the back end of the dirt don't think you can actually award an error that's actually a base hit for Bailey Pratt so the ball dies just a little bit here following the strikeout that gives you one out and a man in scoring position what would you do in this situation with one of your better contact hitters on your roster So now the 1-0 as Nick Robles stands in from the right side. The stretch at the belt. Checking the runner at first base. He winds and fires. Ball two, load away. And Pratt on first base after hitting the single. One of two hits on the evening. Here's the 2-0 offering here, and Nick Robles swings right through it. Robles back in. He drills a hard-hit ground ball into right field. Luther is up with it. He fires over to his cutoff man, and everybody stays put. It runs in first and second. So a base hit off the bat of Nick Robles. So now runners at first and second as Pratt gets his lead from second base. Robles gets his lead from first. Ogden waiting in the right-handed Batter's box for the first pitch. It's a curveball taken upstairs, but in the strike zone for a called strike one. Andrew Ogden 0 for 1. He struck out swinging against Tuttle. The 
the stretch at the belt. And the one who offering to him is a breaking ball low and away for ball one. Or ball two, excuse me. Duo pitch as Harrison comes set. Takes a look at the runner at second. Bluffs throw back. Now the 2-0 coming for Andrew Ogden. Here's the pitch. Swung on and flied into foul territory. Way foul. This one's going to land on the roof here and roll down. Again, we'll do it all again at two balls and one strike. lean in from Gray Harrison as he once again tries to orchestrate his way out of a jam. Ogden at the plate. Righty on righty matchup with a 2-1 count and one out. The stretch and the pitch. Fastball loan away for ball three. So three balls and one strike. Runners at first and second. And Harrison trying to attack the zone here. Comes with the fastball, and that one is good for a swing and a miss and a strike. Three balls and two strikes. So the payoff pitch will coming in just one out in the frame. He takes the payoff pitch. It's a fastball low and away, and the bases are loaded. And it looks like we're going to get a a quick move to the pitching coach here who's going to have a word with Gray Harrison. Again, Victor Mendoza struck out swinging to lead things off the bottom of the third. Then Bailey Pratt delivered on a single. And Pratt now at third base. Nick Robles has moved up to second. And Ogden Aiden, or uh, Andrew Ogden waiting for his opportunities. As he has a big one here with runners at second and third, runners. So Ogden trots down to first base. Robles is at second. Pratt is at third. And now, Brian Mendoza. First walk of the game, surrendered by Gray Harrison. Into the wine and the pitch for Gray. Fastball loan away for ball one. One ball, no strikes, one out. A little bit of a jam here. Base is loaded. And despite the 5 nothing lead, we know how quickly it can turn. Mendoza waits for the fastball that pops the mitt right at Leo Lowen's head, and it's called an automatic strike. And the 1-1 offering. Curveball stays upstairs, but he was bailing. Two balls, one strike. Two 
Two balls, one strike, one out, and the base is loaded here for Austin High. Harrison into the wide and the 2-1. That one hammered foul high in the air towards the stands. Two balls, two strikes, and a swing and a miss as he delivers the fastball to Mendoza. That's a huge out for Gray Harrison in this jam as Mendoza goes down swinging for the second out of the inning. It's going to bring up Nick Anderson, who hit an infield single his last time up. Brendan Mendoza represents the seventh strikeout, and now standing in for the right side is Nick Anderson, one for one, and his runner was left stranded. He swings at the first fastball offered and lines it towards the Westlake Bullfin just outside the right foul line down the line. As the dust settles, Anderson's back in there to hit, carries his hands high right around his ear hole. Here's the 0-1 offering. That one's a curveball that stays in the zone momentarily. Again, just a, a quick opportunity to try to get ahead there. He fires the first strike to even the count at one ball and one strike. Anderson, one for one, as I mentioned, and here's the 1-1 pitch with two outs. He swings and misses at a curveball that is rolling off that table right now, folks. It sweeps from inside the left-handed batter's belt buckle to the other side of the plate. It's amazing. And just like that on the 0-2 pitch, Nick Anderson swings right through it. So he comes back and strikes out Mendoza and Anderson to end the frame. We played three full innings here as, once again, Gray Harrison strikes out the side as he did in the bottom of the first. For the Austin I Maroons in the bottom of the third inning, no run on one hit. There were no errors. And for Austin I, three men left on the bags. We head to the top half of the fourth inning as Westlake continues to lead Austin High 5 to nothing, This is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. Taking the kids out to eat isn't always easy. They never want to sit still, and let's face it, a restaurant isn't the best place to keep a kid entertained. Thankfully, there's Hat Creek Burger Company. Every Hat Creek location has an awesome playscape for the kids to run wild while you enjoy a hot meal and an ice-cold beverage. Hat Creek has a lot more than just burgers. Their menu can be modified to fit your lifestyle, whether gluten-free, paleo, or vegetarian. Did I mention they have breakfast, too? Every day at 7 a.m. Hat Creek Burger Company, a proud sponsor of Westlake Nation.
We have a new pitcher in the ballgame here for the Austin High Maroons. It'll be the third pitcher used here this evening. Ryan Schulke is on the mound now, the right-hander, as he takes over for, I believe, Mendoza. And looks like Mendoza will go back to shortstop. Love we'll to see if actually Platt comes out of the ball game. Love we'll to see here, just trying to eyeball who's playing short. As Schulke's first pitch, leading things off here will be Jake Harwood. Harwood two for two as he takes the first fastball upstairs for ball one. One ball, no strikes into the line, and Schulke delivers another fastball that stays upstairs for ball two. Five runs, seven hits, no errors for Westlake, no runs, three hits, and an error for Austin High. Six men left on the base pass, including the loaded bases of last bottom half of the third inning. The 2-0 fastball is high, checking his swing as Harwood. He stopped his swing, but he hit the top half of the baseball or hit the bottom half of the baseball and popped it up foul. Two balls, one strike. Schulke delivers the overhand curveball that slips out of his hand and almost gets by the catcher, Castro. Mendoza did go back from the mound to shortstop. Anderson stays in the ball game at second. So it looks like Pratt has come out of the ball game here momentarily. Here's a 3-1 offering. That one stays upstairs for ball four. So Harwood is aboard for the third time tonight. Two for two with an RBI single and a run scored. And now he's walked here to earn his way on in the top half of the fifth, or excuse me, top half of the fourth inning. So Harwood is aboard. It'll bring up Bailey Covert, who is one for two with a single. Covert came around and scored, and he takes a first whack at the ball here on a fastball outside and fouls it back towards Tony Berger Center. And Covert struck out looking for the second out of the top of the first and then the single and Scored a run on the RBI double by Braden Davis. Or, excuse me, the RBI the RBI double by Gray Harrison. Here's the 0-1. This fastball stays upstairs for Schulke, and that'll even up the count. One ball and one strike. Nobody out. Westlake again with runners on base. Becoming a common theme here in this second district game. Westlake 1-0 in district play, as is Austin High. Schulke has his sign, takes the stretch, a look at Harwood at first base, and here's the 1-1. That curveball just catching the outside corner for a called strike two. Good-looking pitch there as Bailey committed to it, stepped towards it, but let it go. He thought it was maybe on the lower end of the strike zone. Certainly not a pitch he can drive, so a good purpose pitch there by Schulke. Here's the 1-2. He comes right back to a fastball. This one is low and inside for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, nobody out. Harwood aboard via a walk. Takes his lead as he strides away from first base. Here's the 2-2. This one is a fastball downstairs for ball three. So Covert has worked a full count. A lot of pitches in this ballgame, folks. 71 pitches thus far for Gray Harrison. Just 10 pitches now for 
the newcomer, Schulke. Here's the payoff pitch coming to Bailey Covert. He swings and fouls this one straight back to the screen as Harwood took off for second base. Could send the runner in motion there, obviously, on a full count, trying to get that extra step as Harwood. Three balls, two strikes, nobody out. Five-nothing lead for Westlake here in the uh, top half of the fourth inning. One run scored in the first, four spot in the third, trying to add more. Now a timeout called by Bailey Covert at the plate. Three balls, two strikes for the hard-hitting senior first baseman. He stands in from the right side. Payoff pitch coming again here from Schulke. As he starts his first inning of work here, here's the payoff to Covert. He swings and fouls this one off back towards the right side. Good piece of hit in there by Bailey Covert. That pitch was away. He went with it, didn't try to do too much, and just fouled off to live and fight another day. So another payoff pitch, the third one of the at-bat as Covert stands in. Harwood gets his lead from first base. He'll be off with the pitch. Here's the 3-2. Fastball hit in the air again, foul to the right side. And that's something that uh, we didn't see Bailey Covert have an opportunity to do all that much. We've talked about that little hitch that he had where he was stepping towards third base. You can see now that he has really done a number in the summer and the early parts of the fall and getting prepared for this season to really straighten up that stride. It's what's given him a chance on those balls on the outside. So he has really corrected that mechanic. Here's the payoff again. This one stays upstairs, and Bailey draws the walk. Good eye from Covert there as he looked at the fastball upstairs for ball four. So back-to-back walks here in the fourth inning as Covert is aboard. Harwood would move down to second base. Covert now at first base, and it's going to bring up Braden Davis, who had, a, who had an RBI double his last time up. He scored Harwood. Trying to do some damage here yet again with runners in first and second. Back-to-back walks to lead things off here in the fourth for Austin High. And he takes a look at a breaking ball that's downstairs for a called ball one. One ball, no strikes, nobody out. Westlake leading five to nothing. Five runs, seven hits, no errors for Westlake. No runs, three hits, an error for Austin High. One ball, no strike here as the right-handed hitting third baseman looks at a breaking ball that catches the outside corner for a called strike one. In that one on a 1-0 pitch, you're not necessarily going to go fishing for there unless it was a little bit more up in the zone. And the 1-1 pitch is Schulke has his sign. He sets at the belt, brings it, fastball, catches the outside corner. No, he's going to call it. Outside and low. Home plate umpire liked where that was. It was just a little bit below the knee of Braden Davis. So that's a ball as it drifts outside of the strike zone on the lower half. Two balls, one strike, nobody out. With runners at first and second, Davis trying to do some damage again here in the fourth. Here's the 2-1. Fastball hit high and deep into the air to left field. Racing back is the left fielder, Chaney. He's going to look up. Does he have a chance? No. It's going to fall right at the base of the wall. Racing around third base and stopping there and diving back towards the bag is Harwood. Harwood had a beat 
and he slides back safely into third base head first. Wow, what a blast off the bat of Braden Davis. I thought that was about to head out of here. But the left fielder, Chaney, loses it in the night sky, and it falls behind him. That's a big-time, very long single as Bailey Covert stops at second base. He's going to get a courtesy runner here. We'll have to see who that courtesy runner is. So Covert comes off the field at second base, and that very long single from Braden Davis went about 349 feet, <laughs> but fell for a single because of the trajectory of the baseball. Folks, any kind of gust, and that ball is out of here for a big-time home run. But nonetheless, it's just a long, hard-hit single, and it's going to bring up Elliot Schwarzbach, who looks at a fastball, called strike one that catches the outside corner. So back-to-back -back walks, followed by Davis's very long single. As low to the bases, we have a pinch runner on for Bailey Covert at second. Harwood gets his lead from third. And Elliot Schwarzbach is down in the count 0-1. He gets a slider that sneaks past the outside part of the zone for ball one. One ball, one strike, nobody out. A lot of base runners in this ballgame. A lot of pitches used as well as the pitch count up to 20 here for Schulke. And there's still nobody out. Swerzbach swings and misses at a curveball that dances away from his bat down and away in the zone. One ball and two strikes. And the only thing wrong with that mechanically there is Swerzbach thought that was a, if he keeps his head down and really goes after that pitch, he'll have an opportunity to shoot it into right field. But his head pulled out, and he missed the pitch. This time, he grounds it hard to the right side. Looking to roll two here, Swarsbach races down to first base. He is out at first base. The run will score, but it's a double play for Austin High as they nip. Braden Davis at second base on the fielder's choice for the first out of the or for the for the first out of the inning. And they come back and get Schwarzbach on the back end of that double play. So it is a 4-6-3 double play that gives them two outs, but Harwood was able to score. So it is now 6-0 Westlake. And it'll bring up Joe Watts. He looks at the first pitch low and inside for ball one. Watts standing in. Grounded into a fielder's choice and struck out looking his last time up. He swings and fouls one back towards the screen. Peyton Prince is the young man at third base leading off. It took the place of Bailey Covert. This time Joseph Watts looks at a fastball that stays high and outside for ball two. Still a chance to maybe squeak home a run here should Watts be able to put this one in play and use his speed to get on. Here's the 2-1 offering, a stretch at the belt by Schulke. Here's the pitch. He swings and misses it a ball in the dirt for strike two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Westlake with a run home on a double play ball by Elliott Schwarzbach. Here's the 2-2. 
That fastball stays inside and just above the belt here for Watts. And it'll load the count. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at third base is Prince as he gets his lead. Here's the payoff. That one fouled back to the screen by Watts. And the Westlake Chaparrales have yet to lose a game. They're up here, six runs on eight hits, no errors, no runs, three hits, an error for Austin High. They've got a run in the first, four in the third, and now a run here in the fourth. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on and missed, and down goes Watts as that'll retire the side here in the top half of the fourth inning. But damage done after Schulke takes over. Harwood walked, Covert walked, then Braden Davis hit a unbelievably long single, and then Schwarzbach hit into a 4-6-3 double play, but it did score a run. Harwood was able to score, so one run on one hit. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning. Westlake leading Austin high, 6 to nothing. Back in a moment, this is Westlake ba- or this is Westlake Baseball. Does downtime of your IT infrastructure equal lost money for your company? Tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000-square-foot purpose-built facility is carrier-neutral, offering both retail and wholesale co-location options on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with services to match. Westlake family-owned and operated. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location and schedule a tour at datafoundry.com. Welcome you back as Austin High trying to slice their way back into this ball game. They'll have to do it here at the uh, bottom end of the order. It'll be the 7-8-9 hitters due. Will Crosno, who's no official plate appearance as he laid down a sacrifice bunt his first time up. Cage Cheney, who struck out swinging. And Paul Castro, who lined out softly to Gray Harrison. Harrison's thrown 71 pitches as the right-hander has a comfy 6-0 lead here. He goes into his wind and fires the fastball, and it rides high and inside for ball one. Crosno stands in from the right side. No batting gloves as he uh, takes the 1-0 inside and low for ball two. Cage Chaney in left field, and, of course, Crosno in right field. Crosno blessed with a right arm that really can keep runners at bay on the base pass as the 2-0 pitch goes high and inside for ball threes. Once again, Gray Harrison have a little bit of issue with control here to lead things off in the bottom of the fourth inning, Westlake leading 6 to nothing. Into the wind and the pitch. The 3-0 right down the middle, but it looks like it's a little low. And that is a four-pitch walk to Crosno to lead things off here in the bottom of the fourth. Cage Chaney will bat. He's the left-handed swinger that struck out swinging his first time up for the second out of the inning in the bottom of the second. 
Cheney stands in from the left side, waiting for Gray Harrison out of the stretch. Swings and misses at a good fastball right above the belt there as he went after him, did Gray Harrison, and he got the strike on the swing by the left-handed left fielder. Getting his lead from first base is Crosno. Here's the pitch, another fastball. This one blown right by Cage Cheney as he comes up empty there. And Cage, again, his only issue now is pulling that head out just a bit at the very end of his swing. And that ball's getting by his bat. Throwing cheese right now is Gray Harrison. Here's the 0-2 as Crosno gets his lead. Here's the pitch. That one, another fastball, and it is 1-2-3. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Three straight heaters for Cage Chaney as he strikes out swinging for the second time in the ballgame. He is now 0 for 2, and it's going to bring up the catcher, Paul Castro. Castro, as I mentioned, lined out to Gray Harrison, just a soft liner. And he swings and misses at a slider away for strike one. No balls, one strike, one gone. As Castro bats at the bottom end of the order here with a runner on first base. Here's the 0-1. Out of the stretch, Harrison delivers the curveball that catches the outside corner beautifully. That one with good spin rotation there as it came out of his hand. Nice arm action there for Harrison as it clipped the outside corner on its way by. So way ahead of Paul Castro. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Fastball rides high and outside. little purpose pitch there on 0-2 to try to get Castro with the ball up in his eyes and trying to induce the swing. Castro doing a good job there of just holding back. Here's the 1-2 offering after the stretch at the belt by Harrison. He has a sign. Here he comes, and he fires a fastball that hits Castro. It's unfortunate there for Castro as he has to wear that one, but Harrison... Not necessarily the happiest of guys right now because he got way ahead of Castro then tried to toss a fastball inside and it just got away from him. So Kobe Kalbacher is into the ball game now. Kalbacher, the football player, getting a chance to courtesy run for the catcher, Castro. He's at first base. And Victor Mendoza strides to the plate here to turn the lineup over. So a walk and a hit by pitch. The issue here is Crosno trots down to second base, and now Callbacker at first base. So runner at first and second with one out. Double play is in order here. As Mendoza strides to the plate, struck out swinging his first time up in the first, struck out looking his last time up in the third. Quick look at the second base, and now the first pitch offering here to Mendoza is a fastball low and away for ball one. A little stretching here is cooled off just a little bit with nightfall. The 83rd pitch of Gray Harrison's night here. He has his sign from Leo Lowen, and he's ready to go. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Fastball's down. This one's going to hop over the head of uh, Leo Lowen. Advancing to third base as Crosno. Callbacker jogs in safely to second. So now runners at second and third, and that'll eliminate the double play as Kalbacher cruises into second base, and this is going to draw the attention of J.T. Blair. Blair's going to walk out and visit with his right-hander. Didn't see anybody necessarily warming up in the bullpen, but there's already somebody ready to go as Harrison will switch gloves and stay in the ballgame, and it looks like they're just going to make a brief change here, not have to 
There's a reason we didn't see anybody in the bullpen here because there's going to be a pitching change as Mac Harkins is going to come in from shortstop. So Harrison, we've seen Gray play third as Harkins will start warming up here, the right-hander. Harrison got another mitt here, so he's going to stay in the ballgame. It looks like he will go over. It, perhaps Harrison might go over and play second or short. We'll have to see if that's customary here. Is uh, It looks like they're going to take Harrison out of the ballgame here. So Harrison's done. And he still has a little bit of work left on, a little meat and a bone, if, if you will, with runners at second and third. You can't uh, close the book on him just yet, but Mac Harkins is going to come in. So Mac's going to come in after a lot of uh, relief appearances in the playoffs last year. He came in just throwing absolute gas. And he'll have a uh, a fresh count here. Well, I should say he'll have a 2-0 and o count, rather. I'm trying to see who's checked into the ballgame here, and it looks like they're going to bring in So it'll be Rhett Gieske in the ballgame now. Defensively, as Harkin's still having a little bit of trouble with control here as he finishes his warm-up pitches. We'll go ahead and keep it here so we can make sure that we got all of the correct changes here. And it looks like McCray is going to go from second to short. So he will play shortstop. Braden Davis stays in the ballgame at third. Bailey Covert will stay in the ballgame at first. And Rhett Gieske will come in to play second base. I'll check that. It looks like he is going to jog over to the left side of the infield. So he will play shortstop. So now that everybody's in place, as Harkins finishes up his warm-up pitches, Mendoza will step back in. Now the count is 2-0. and They took out Gray Harrison after 85 pitches. So Harkins kind of enters in a weird spot here. He doesn't get a fresh batter. He gets a batter with a 2-0 count, one out. Runners at second and third. Crosno at third. Callbacker at second base, both there after that pass ball. The outfielders were staying loose by keeping warm. Gieske comes into the ballgame to play shortstop as Harkins goes to the mound. Reese McCray moves from... Um, Reese McCray stays at second base on the right side of the infield. Here's the 2-0 pitch from Mark from Mac Harkins, and he catches the inside corner with a called strike one. So Mendoza, two balls and one strike, 0 for 2, struck out twice against Harrison. Harrison fell behind and skipped a fastball that allowed the runners to move up. Here's the 2-1. This one hammered foul down the right side. So just like that, two pitches, two strikes, and Harkins has... Life again on the mound against Mendoza. Two balls and two strikes with the base open here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Westlake leading six to nothing. Joe Taylor joining you here on the Tony Berger Center's baseball diamond and the 2-2 pitch, a changeup that stays upstairs for ball three. Took a little off and was looking for some downward movement on that changeup. Never happened. It stayed up. 
and what little wind there is is a slight breeze coming from center field. Here's the payoff pitch. That one a check swing, and he did not go around, so Mendoza's going to draw the one-out walk. And once again, that'll load the bases. In the third inning, the Austin Iron Maroons left three men on. The second inning, they left two. In the first inning, they left one. So, so a six runners left in scoring position, or six runners left on the base pass, rather. And this walk is going to bring up Bailey Pratt. Pratt with a check swing, and that one a called strike from Mac Harkins on the outside part of the plate. So again, Pratt stayed in the ballgame to play second base. He bats from the left side. Base is loaded and one out. He gets a fastball, and Harkins blows it right by him as Bailey Pratt once again staring down an 0-2 count. He was hit by a pitch in the first inning. Struck out swinging. Or excuse me, uh, my apologies. Bailey Pratt actually got a single his last time up and was left stranded at third base. The 0-2 pitch, a changeup that stays upstairs for ball one. So one ball, two strikes, one out, forcing any bag here into the wind is Harkins. Here's the one-two offering. Swung on and missed, and he strikes out Bailey Pratt. So Pratt goes down for the second out of the inning, and that's a big out right there as Harkins was able to get Pratt to swing and miss on a fastball. It's going to be Nick Robles, the third baseman. Struck out swinging his first time up, able to draw Able to uh, actually hit a single his last time up. He was stranded at second base. Here's the first pitch, and that curveball dips low and away. Dug out of the ground there by Leo Lowen as he stops the ball. One ball, no strikes, two outs. Six runs, eight hits, no errors for Westlake, no runs, three hits, and an error for Austin High. On the 1-0 pitch, that one stays high and inside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes, two outs. Austin Hyde trying to break things up here. Try to get on the board. Here's the 2-0 offering. Swing and a foul back to the screen. That pitch was a little up. You got to like Robles' attention to aggression there as he went after it. That one was a little bit above the belt, and he went after it just to foul it straight back to the screen. So he was on that fastball, and now here's the 2-1. Rocking and firing as Harkins, and that one is low and away for ball three. So an interesting position to be here if you're Mac Harkins. You've got to find a way to get a strike on this next pitch and not induce the walk that would drive in a run. There's the 3-1 offering here from Harkins. He comes back with a fastball, and it's high and inside for ball four. So with that, you have to give Robles the RBI as he picks up the walk. And with that... The runner for Castro, or excuse me, I should say Conroe, comes in to score. Callbacker rolls around to third base. And Victor Mendoza moves up to second. And now the ball getting away here from Leo Lowen as coming in to score is Callbacker on the wild pitch. It is now 6-2. to two. Westlake as Austin Highs grabbed two runs in a matter of moments here and without a hit. 
And the ball getting away and scooting towards the right hand of Leo Lowen. He was unable to get the body in front of that breaking ball, and it bounced away from him. So 6-2 to two is your score now. And Austin High has gotten two runs without the benefit of a base hit. Nice little backdoor curveball there as Harkins comes back to Andrew Ogden with a strike call. So just like that, it's no balls and two strikes as Ogden swung at the pitch that got away. Here's the 0-2. Fastball hit in the air, foul, back out of play. As Ogden struck out his first time up to end the bottom of the first inning, he walked and was left stranded in the third. And now here he is with runners at second and third. And two outs, but he's down. No balls and two strikes. Into the wine, and Harkins delivers. Fastball. Catches the inside corner for a called strike three. Big out there to try to stop the bleeding. But some damage done in the fourth inning for the Austin I Maroons as they get on the board. They grab two runs. They do so on no hits. There were no errors and two men left on base. We've played four full innings here from Burger Center, and we'll be right back as we await the top of the fifth inning. Westlake Baseball continues in a moment. Choosing the right financial institution has become a challenge in the greater Austin area. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on Bee Caves just west of Mopac. Plains Capital Bank, working for Westlake right here in Westlake. We started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. Top of the order here for the Chaparrales at the top half of the fifth inning. It'll be Sage Luther, and we'll have to see who is going to uh, hit for Gray Harrison. It looks like it's going to be Rhett Gieske as he's in the on-deck circle. Sage, as Schulke is out for his second full work, second, second full inning of work here is Ryan Schulke delivers the first pitch low and inside to Sage Luther. Here's the next one. This one chopped foul up the third baseline. And that'll leave it at the count of one ball and one strike to the senior right-handed hitting right fielder. Again, Red Gieske in the on-deck circle. He came in for Harrison's spot in the order when he came in when he played shortstop as Harkins went to the mound. Two runs, three hits, an error for Austin High. Six runs, eight hits, and no errors for Westlake as Sage Luther rifles the 1-1 pitch foul down the third base line and out of play. Joe Taylor joining you here just past uh, 9-10 local time here. 32 pitches already here for Ryan Schulke, and we are just in the first batter. Now Sage Luther delivers a line drive into left field for a base knock to lead things off here in the top of the fifth inning. Some good stuff there off the bat of Sage Luther as he collects his first hit of the ball game. 
Sage has been in business all night long. He's hit the ball hard a couple of times, but just couldn't get it through as he flew out to right field back in the third inning. Grounded out to short in the second and was hit by a pitch in the first and scored, but now he has a hit to his credit here. And it'll bring up Rhett Gieske, who bats from the right side. He takes a first-pitch fastball that catches the outside corner for strike one. Red Gieske, this is a guy that you have to worry about if you hit the ball on the ground because he can absolutely fly. Talked about him being a backup, a wide receiver. Got to see him a couple of times during the football season, and he can get up and go. So anything on the ground is going to be a tough play for the Austin High Maroon defense. Here's the 0-1 pitch. He looks to lay it down, and now they've got uh, Sage Luther hung up in a pickle as he squared around to bunt, did Gieske. They've got him caught in the hot box now. Both the executing very, very well. Sage Luther trying to beat it out, now trying to get by, and he's going to be tagged out. Great execution there, being caught in between first and second. Rhett Gieske squared around to bunt. He bunted through the baseball for a strike two swinging, and DeSage Luther had taken off on what no doubt was an opportunity to sacrifice him over, and Gieske bunted through the baseball. Sage Luther took off and got caught in the hot box between first and second, and Austin High gets him. So Sage Luther is out for the first out of the inning, and now Gieske has an 0-2 pitch. He swings and misses, and he goes down on three pitches. So it was a promising inning now raced with Sage Luther getting picked off in between first and second, and then Geesey striking out swinging. So Reese McCray will stand in. McCray was hit hit by a pitch his last time up, walked in the second, and delivered the game's first base hit back in the top half of the first inning. He bats here with nobody on and two outs after Sage Luther led with a base hit. He rockets one into left field. That's going to fall for a base hit in front of Cage Chaney. So on the first pitch, Reese McCray delivers a beautiful line drive into left field for the base knock. For Westlake, that's their ninth hit of the ballgame as Leo Lowen comes up. Now, folks, when you strike out three times in a game, that is known as the hat trick. When you strike out four times, that's the golden sombrero. And right now, Leo trying to avoid that distinction here as he bats from the right side, trying to get his his night in order here, and a base hit would do it with two outs. McCray gets his lead from first base, and that fastball rides high and inside for ball one. Joe Taylor joining you here live from Tony Burger Center on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. We thank you. It's our inaugural broadcast of baseball here in the District 25-6A season after the collapse of the basketball program, both the men and women out of the playoffs, and it gives us the opportunity to bring you this game live as a fastball and a 1-0 count by Ryan Schulke clips the outside corner for strike one. That'll even up the count. One ball, one strike, two outs. After Sage Luther led off with a single, Kind of an interesting issue on the base pass here. There's a curveball that stays upstairs for ball two on the one-and-one to Leo Lowen. Two balls, one strike, two outs. As I mentioned, Sage getting on board with a base hit, then getting picked off between first and second base. Here's a backdoor slider that catches the inside corner for strike two. Good-looking breaking ball there from Ryan Schulke. 
And it'll now even up the count. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. As McCray gets his lead from first base. Here's the 2-2. Fastball hammered into left field. This one's going to drop for a base hit. Rounding second and stopping there is McCray. And Leo Lowen has his first hit of the night and stays off that golden sombrero. So with that, a base hit to left field. Back-to-back base hits. Three hits in the inning. Sage Luther leading off with a single. Then Red Gieske bunning through a a pretty good-looking fastball. And then Sage getting hung up between first and second. Gieske would strike out a pitch later. So there were very quickly two outs. But now Westlake threatening again with their own little two-out rally as Harwood, the hottest hitter in the lineup, strides to the plate. Runners at first and second. Schulke delivers a fastball. This one just on the outside corner for a called strike one. Harwood singled. Give the game the first RBI of the ball game, driving in Sage Luther, then singled and scored in the third, and then walked and was stranded in the fifth, in the fourth. He swings and cuts on a fastball on an 0-1 and comes up empty. No balls and two strikes here. I apologize, it's not what happened. He actually walked and scored back in the fourth. So he has scored two runs, delivered two hits, and a walk. Two for two on the night, and here's the 0-2 pitch. This one way outside. A purpose pitch there as Schilke attacked the outside part of the zone with his catcher moving way outside. He'll be trying to get Harwood to chase. Slightly open stance here for Harwood as he stands in from the right side. Two for two with a walk, and an RBI and a run scored, a couple of runs scored, and he looks at an overhand curveball that slips out of the hand at the top end of the release point for Schulke and stays upstairs. So now deadly twos, two balls, two strikes, two outs, with runners at first and second here for Westlake in the top half of the fifth. The stretch at the belt and the pitch. This one fouled out of play, giving Chase as the first baseman. And Ogden will watch that land just beyond the seats and the concrete concourse area here at Tony, Tony Berger Center. Two balls, two strikes as we do it again as Harwood stands in. McCray gets his lead from second. Here's the pitch. Fastball just low for ball three. That's a good location there by Schulke. He really wanted that call. Just couldn't get it. as we do have a courtesy runner on board here for Sage Luther. As Austin Schmidt is now running. Here's the pitch, and that's a good-looking breaking ball there, and it catches the outside corner for a called strike three. Harwood goes down to end the threat in the fifth. But Westlake with an opportunity there and squandered it just a bit considering there were three hits in the inning. No runs on three hits. There were no errors and two men left on base. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. Austin High trailing the Westlake Chaparral 6-2 back in a moment. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake Baseball only on the Westlake Chap app. Austex Fence and Deck is proud to cheer on the Shaps. We're joining in on the celebration of Westlake's 50th anniversary. Hi, this is Marsha Lockett. As a Westlake-owned and operated business, our goal is excellence. We combine innovative technology and outstanding customer service to make your backyard dream a reality. Visit AustexFenceAndDeck.com. That's A-U-S-T-E-X, FenceAndDeck.com. Let Austex help build your next outdoor project the Westlake way. 
we started caring for people in a small house in Austin, Texas, 100 years ago. Today, we deliver more babies, care for more hearts, treat more high-risk and complex cases, and handle more emergencies, including trauma, than anyone in Central Texas. The goal was never to be the biggest, just the best. St. David's Healthcare, the best is here. Welcome back as Mike Harkins out for his first bowling of work, and it's a line drive off the leadoff bat of Brendan Mendoza as he singles into left field. That's been a popular spot here for both ball clubs. So some signs of life from Austin High here in the bottom of the fifth inning. As Mendoza leads off with a base hit to right field or to left field in front of Elias Schwarzbach. Rhett Kieske out for his first full inning of work at shortstop after coming into the ball game when Mac Harkins replaced Gray Harrison. 18 pitches for Harkins thus far, and now with nobody out and a man on, it'll bring up. And we'll have to see who this is. I believe it is still Nick Anderson, and that is the that is the case. It looks like Nick might actually been staying in the ball game here and as he swings and misses at the 1-0 pitch. That fastball up and in, and he went after it. Pulled his head out, and it took his eyes off the baseball there through the swing. Now we have a, a courtesy runner situation here for the Austin I Maroons. It'll be Emiliano Del Riego at first base, courtesy running here for Mendoza. Again, Brendan leading off as the designated hitter. Got the ball up and out over the plate and drove it into left field. Now the count even to Nick Anderson, who's on the hook for the loss right now. Now quick throw back to first base, and Emiliano Del Riego back safely. So one ball, one strike, nobody out, as Anderson steps back in to bat from the right side. The game's starting pitcher, staying in the ball game defensively and offensively, and he swings at a curveball, pops it up into shallow right field. Sage Luther coming on. He's got it. Eyeballs it into the mitt here, and that's the first out of the inning as Anderson flies out to right field. Good-looking curveball there off of the right arm of Mac Harkins. He was out in front, and he popped it up. So Will Crosno will stride to the plate here. His first two plate appearances actually doesn't have an official plate appearance because in his first two trips, he delivered on a sacrifice and walked and scored. So he does have a run scored. As Del Reggio leads off from first base, the first pitch is fouled off at the dish back towards the left side. Thank all of you for joining us here on the Westlake Shap app. We're two hours into the broadcast here as we started this game just a little bit earlier than scheduled. After the run rule that Bowie put on Del Valley, Westlake got five runs in the first three frames, one run in the top of the first, four in the top of the third, and then a run in the fourth. Good-looking curveball there from Mac Harkins that catches the inside corner for a called strike two. So very quickly, no balls and two strikes. With a man on first base, six runs, 11 hits for Westlake, no errors. Two runs, four hits, and one error for Austin High. Del Reggio gets his lead. Quick throwback over, and he is back safely as Covert applies the tag. 
No balls, two strikes, one out, trying to get a ground ball as Harkins. Trying to set up an inning-ending double play if he can. Here's the pitch. This one slips out of his hand, and that curveball stays up high. Four ball, two. Two balls, two strikes, one gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. The stretch at the belt. Here's the pitch. That one jam shot back to the mound. Harkins is going to have to let it hop. He throws to second base. It's in time. And reaching first base on the fielder's choice will be Crosno. Is the runner really at second or the runner at first base? Del Reggio Del Riego had to actually stop and see if Harkins was going to field that on the fly. He was able to make the play as the ball dropped in front of him. And he makes the fielder's choice. As Crosno reaches first base. But the second out of the inning made it second on the fielder's choice. And it's going to bring up Cage Cheney. And right now, JT Blair's discussing an opportunity at second base where potentially there might have been some interference on the bag with the late slide by Del. Del Riego, but that is not the case. And it looks like we're going to see a pinch hitter in Cage Cheney's spot who has struck out twice swinging. It'll be Ben Abel, a big right-handed hitter, getting an opportunity here to pinch hit in a big spot too. So Austin High's head coach. Little uh little back and forth here between the Westlake dugout and some of the players not taken too kindly to uh the head coach for Austin High having some words with the umpire. But Abel will stand in as the pinch hitter here with a runner on. Here's the pitch by Harkins and he beans him in the head. The umpire immediately walking between the players. And now Austin High's head coach not too pleased at all that his pinch hitter just got hit in the head. And now he is visibly upset. And the home plate umpire has to get in front of the head coach. A lot of trash talking back and forth. And the head coach for Austin High is not happy about it. He is continuing to gesture into the dugout. Both umpires are now. Nobody's left. Nobody's left the dugout here as Westlake continues to lead six to two. And right now, if you're the if you're the Austin I head coach, Coach Brown's just basically trying to make sure that this that this doesn't get out of hand. He's the one that has the emotional response here, but the Ben Abel gets hit by a pitch. Crosno advances to second base, and Paul Castro strides to the plate. Fastball swung on and fouled back out of play towards the parking lot. And uh, Mack Harkins able to get ahead. No balls, one strike. You have to start thinking of things here when you're putting guys on, and you have to start thinking about the guy on deck as the potential tying run. With two outs, you'd like to be able to get out of this inning. 
Here in the bottom of the fifth, Harkins delivers a fastball. That one hits the dirt, and now everybody caught off guard. Lowen fires to first base. The tag is applied, and out at first base is Ben Abel. That ball got away. Ben Abel took off for second base. The runner at second base, Crosno, did not advance to third. He possibly should have. He got hung up, went back to second, and Abel got tied up between first and second. And that ends the inning. So with that, it's a put out at first base by Leo Lowen. Castro will be the leadoff hitter in the bottom of the sixth inning. But for the Austin High Maroons, no runs on a hit. There were no errors and two men left on base. We played five full innings. We head to the top of the sixth. Westlake currently leading Austin High 6-2. to two. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps, and I'd like to tell you about the best-kept secret in Westlake, Arrive Luxury and Property Management. They're proudly Westlake-owned and operated, and if you own a luxury home in the hills of Westlake, you could turn your beautiful property into a stunning vacation getaway. When you travel, Arrive can turn your home into a five-star resort. Visit ArriveLuxury.com. Just Google it. This is the next level of generating revenue for your home. Check it out at ArriveLuxury.com. Arrive Luxury and Property Management, proud sponsors of Westlake Athletics. Victory Medical Westlake is proud once again to be an official sponsor of Westlake Nation and all Westlake student-athletes. Victory Medical offers sports medicine, family medicine, and so much more. No appointments necessary, as walk-ins are always welcome. Look for Victory Medical at the corner of Bee Cave Road in West Bank or call 512-462-3627. That's 512-462-3627. Or click VictoryMed.com. Go Shaps! Ryan Schulke out for his third inning of work here as he has thrown 49 pitches coming into this inning. So a little bit of clarification as we did some reporting in between innings here. Apparently there was a bit of an issue, and we told you that JT Blair came out and talked to the umpires about the slide at second base on that attempted double play. The argument was that the runner heading from first to second that was erased on the fielder's choice in uh, the bottom of the fifth inning – so, again, just to refresh your memory here, Mendoza, Brendan Mendoza, the designated hitter, led off with a base hit. He was replaced by Emiliano Del Riego. Del Riego did not slide at second base. And because he did not slide at second base, JT Blair argued that he should have been out and the double play should have been upheld. Well, because of that, you know, baseball has a way of its uh, policing itself. It looks like the head coach for Austin High actually thought he heard one of the Westlake players saying throw at him as if to say, hey, we're going to hit your guy for not sliding at second base and putting Rhett Gieske in jeopardy there trying to turn a double play. Well, that's not what the case was. That looks like there was just a little bit of misunderstanding, but then it led to a hit by pitch by Ben Abel, who was then picked off at first base after getting hung up on a wild pitch. Bailey Covert takes the first pitch down and away for ball one and swings and misses at a curveball out and over the plate for strike one. We're in the top of the sixth. Here's the 1-1 pitch. That fastball rides low for ball two. So two balls, one strike, nobody out. 
As Bailey Covert leads things off here, he swings and drives a high fly ball into center field. Racing over is the right fielder as it angles to Krosno. He'll make the catch. So Covert is out. He is now one for three on the day after flying out to right field to start things off here in the sixth. It'll bring up Braden Davis, who possibly hit the longest single <laughs> all the way to the wall in left center field his last time up. He has two hits on the evening as he struck out his swinging his first time up to end the first, came back with an RBI double and then a single. He was left stranded at second base. He takes ball one, low and away. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That one sneaks into the top end of the strike zone on the outside, but just a little high. So Braden Davis sitting pretty here with a 2-0 count and a 6-2 lead. And he swings, drives the ball up the middle here off his hands, racing over his Mendoza. Mendoza can't get to it. That'll trickle into center field for a base hit. So the third hit of the night for Braden Davis. And he is aboard here with one out in the top half of the sixth inning. Six runs on 12 hits for Westlake. No errors for the Chaparral defense. Elliot Swarsbach is going to stand in here, and it looks like we've got another courtesy runner here for Braden Davis. And it will be Joe Kolda. So Kolda gets his lead from first base as Schwarzbach stands in. Takes the first pitch high from Schulke. Schwarzbach reached on an error in his first time up, walked and scored in the third, then grounded out into a double play, 4-6-3 double play, but it did score Harwood. That was the one run in the top half of the fourth inning. Kolda gets his lead. Schulke fires a fastball right down Broadway. That one catches the outside part of the plate. As that one had a little movement late away, but Schwarzbach took it for ball one. Here's the pitch in the 1-1, grounded softly up to third base. Coming up with it is Robles. Fires across the diamond, throw is low. It's dug out nicely at first base on the pick by Ogden. So Ogden scoops the ball on the throw from third base for the second out of the inning. Advancing to second is Kolda on the ground ball by Schwarzbach. But a decent play there by the first baseman, Andrew Ogden, just scooping that ball. We have a pinch hitter here for the Westlake Chaparrales is stepping into the boxes at Taven Brown. Brown, the starting defensive lineman for the Westlake Chaparrales. He started a defensive tackle. We also saw him in a four-man look where he lined up as a defensive end, possibly one of the largest baseball players that Westlake's had on the roster for quite some time. But... And winners of a state championship, some of the uh, football players that won that state championship for the Chaparrales on this baseball team. So he'll get a chance to hack here. Bats from the right side, carries his hands low, takes the first pitch from Schulke, a fastball upstairs for ball one. Taven with that signature hair actually coming out of the back of the helmet here as he bats from the right side. Taven Brown with a man in scoring position. Resting the bat comfortably on the back shoulder. Gets a fastball upstairs and swings right through it. That's actually good mechanics there from Taven Brown. He actually stayed inside the baseball, maybe a little high, just mistimed it right at contact. That's a good hack by Brown on a fastball up and in. One ball, one strike. Two outs with a man on second. That's Kolder running 
And he swings and pops this one up into foul territory down the third baseline and behind the plate, racing back to the screen is Castro. Castro ricochets himself off the screen before the ball ricochets and falls behind him. Good effort there on the hustle. And I will say this, not only calling a number of games here at Berger, but playing a number of games here at Berger. When I was in high school, this screen, uh, it's still the same screen, folks, and it is very difficult to see sometimes as it's kind of a cage screen rather than a fence screen. So, again, we'll do the one ball and two strike count again. Kolda on board at second base, courtesy running for Braden Davis. We're in the top half of the sixth inning. Six to two lead here for Westlake. Taven Brown pinch hitting. He takes the curveball upstairs for ball two. Everybody thought that that was the inning ender as that one was above the belt. And, folks, that curveball didn't have that much sharp movement to it. It actually stayed up in the zone and came up above the belt and inside. So, deadly twos, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Kolda gets his lead from second. Schulke deals. This curveball is in on the outside, on the inside corner, rather. Same pitch, different location. He's able to attack the middle of the zone, and Taven Brown ends the frame with a strikeout looking for the Westlake Chaparrales in the top of the sixth inning. No runs on a hit. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning, Westlake leading Austin High 6-2. to two. Back in a moment, you're listening to live coverage of Westlake Baseball only on the Westlake Shop app. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps, and I'd like to tell you about the best-kept secret in Westlake, Arrive Luxury and Property Management. They're proudly Westlake-owned and operated, and if you own a luxury home in the hills of Westlake, you could turn your beautiful property into a stunning vacation getaway. When you travel, Arrive can turn your home into a five-star resort. Visit ArriveLuxury.com. Just Google it. This is the next level of generating revenue for your home. Check it out at ArriveLuxury.com. Arrive Luxury and Property Management, proud sponsors of Westlake Athletics. Victory Medical Westlake is proud once again to be an official sponsor of Westlake Nation and all Westlake student-athletes. Victory Medical offers sports medicine, family medicine, and so much more. No appointments necessary, as walk-ins are always welcome. Look for Victory Medical at the corner of Bee Cave Road in West Bank or call 512 462 3627. That's 512-462-3627. Or click victorymed.com. Go Shaps! Welcome you back to the bottom of the sixth inning. It'll be uh, 9-1-2 as Paul Castro will lead things off here. He was at the plate on the wild pitch that got by Leo Lowe, and he was able to block it where Ben Abel got caught between first and second and was thrown out for the final inning on what was a pretty interesting and uh, emotional bottom half of the fifth inning. But now in the bottom of the sixth, it's very quickly 1-1 one one as Harkins drops in a curveball for a called strike one after – the first pitch was a ball. He comes right back with that same breaking pitch, and that one is belt high as it catches the inside corner for a called strike two. It's a hard hook. Harkins actually throws a slow curveball, then comes back with a, a little bit quicker curveball that kind of stays inside on right. He's good-looking breaking ball. Here's the one-two. He comes right back with it and fouls it off. Does Castro. That's a good opportunity there for Castro to see it down and in and have enough patience there to foul that one off at the dish. That one was the hard curveball coming down and in 
to Castro on the right side. Here's the one-two, and that another breaking ball. He comes back with the soft breaking ball there, not so much the hard overhand curveball. This one kind of just sneaks in as it rolls out of his hand. Change of speed on that deuce from Harkins, and he strikes out Castro swinging for the first out of the bottom of the sixth. So Victor Mendoza will come up. Mendoza struck out twice and walked his last time up in the fourth and was left stranded at second base as the Austin Eyes shortstop stands in here. 0 for 2 on the night. Looks at the first breaking ball. That one kind of a slider that stays on the outside corner for strike one. No balls, one strike, one out. As Harkins is into the wind and the pitch, another breaking ball that stays down and away and swinging right over the top of it was Mendoza. He's got that hook working right now, does Harkins. That's his 35th pitch, and uh, so far the deuce is his friend. Into the wind and the 0-2 offering from Harkins. He comes back with another curveball. This one comes in on the inside corner, catches the bottom end of the end zone, uh, right? or excuse me, I should say the bottom end of the strike zone there at the plate, and it's a called strike three as Victor Mendoza goes down looking. That's the second time he's gone down looking, gone down swinging in the first. So three strikeouts from the staff here, and now standing in is Bailey Pratt. And Pratt takes the first curveball offered there by Harkins as it hops in the plate for the first pitch ball. Here's the 1-0 from Harkins as he goes into the wind and the pitch. Fastball, and Pratt was ready for it. He kind of knew after the steady diet of breaking balls that he was probably going to get a heater, and he was ready for it. That's actually a really good job by Bailey Pratt to be prepared for that fastball after looking at nothing but breaking balls in the on-deck circle. He was ready for it and geared up and fouled it off. Here's the 1-1 from Harkins with two outs and nobody on. He hops that one in there for ball two. Good Glove save there by Leo Lowen. Two balls, one strike, two outs, six to two your score. As we play baseball here in the bottom of the sixth inning at Tony Berger Center. Into the wind and Harkins delivering the 2-1. Fires this one, catches just the inside part of the plate, but a little too far inside with that slider. Pretty good looking pitch as well, as you could probably hear that from the crowd. Here's the 3-1 offering. He comes back to the fastball, and that one fouled at the plate. Again, Pratt tied up just a little bit, but he was able to get the barrel out and foul it off. So the payoff pitch coming here. Three balls, two strikes, two outs, nobody on. Davis back into the ballgame at third base. Gieske at short. McCray at second. Covert at first. Luther in right. Watson center. And, of course, Schwarzbach in left. Here's the payoff, the 3-2 pitch. Fastball swung on and missed as Matt Hart, Mac Harkins delivers a strike out of the side in the sixth inning. Castro struck out swinging. Mendoza struck out looking, and Pratt strikes out swinging here. This is the third frame in which Westlake pitching has struck out the side. Four Austin high, no runs, no hits, no errors, and no men left as we head to the final frame. Going in to the top of the seventh inning, Westlake leading Austin High 6-2. to two. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. 
Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. Taking the kids out to eat isn't always easy. They never want to sit still, and let's face it, a restaurant isn't the best place to keep a kid entertained. Thankfully, there's Hat Creek Burger Company. Every Hat Creek location has an awesome playscape for the kids to run wild while you enjoy a hot meal and an ice-cold beverage. Hat Creek has a lot more than just burgers. Their menu can be modified to fit your lifestyle, whether gluten-free, paleo, or vegetarian. Did I mention they have breakfast, too? Every day at 7 a.m. Hat Creek Burger Company, a proud sponsor of Westlake Nation. to the top of the order here for the Westlake Chaparrales. It'll be uh, one, two, three hitters, Sage Luther, Brett Kieske, along with Reese McCray. New pitcher in the ballgame here for the Austin Maroons as the first offering from Camilo Moreno is a sweeping breaking ball and Sage Luther swinging his bat right through it for strike one. Here's the 0-1 opportunity here is he fires a fastball. This one lined in the right field. Staying up in the air with it is uh, the right fielder for the Austin I. Maroon, Crosno. And Crosno able to take that ball off the lights here as it stayed up in the air on this humid night for out number one. So Sage flies out to right field for the first out of the inning. And it'll bring up Red Gieske, who struck out swinging in his first at-bat. He was part of that uh, bunt attempt and the sacrifice to try to move Sage Luther up to second base. He bunted through a, a fastball that was kind of up and out. Don't necessarily disagree with him there. It was a good pitch that he could probably handle, but it was up and out, and Rhett Giese not the tallest guy in the world, so he let the ball go by for a strike, unfortunately. He just didn't pull it back. This time he hits a line drive into right field. Falling for it is Crosno. He comes in to make the catch. And Red Gieske put the barrel on that one and lined it in right field. I thought that one had enough top spin to kind of fall down in front of Crosno. Give credit to Crosno as he came in and played that one beautifully. Back-to-back rockets to right field handled by the right fielder for the Maroons. The second out of the inning and the second fly ball to Crosno in right field. So Reese McCray steps in with two outs and nobody on. McCray with a single his first time up, left stranded at second. Walked in the second, then hit by a pitch in the third. And had delivered a single again. So he is two for two. And he looks at the first pitch for a called strike. Moreno. Very quickly getting two fly balls to right field. Deals the 0-1 pitch. This one popped up here shallow towards the Westlake dugout. Racing into the dugout is the catcher, Castro. And Castro, again, just not really... Caring too much about uh, the safety of his uh, personage there. Just absolutely takes out the screen as he ran full speed trying to make a play on that ball. It was well out of, of play, but he had run out of real estate real quick and just jammed himself into the screen. Hope he's okay. Looks like he's just kind of 
seeing if that screen affected his forearm there. But that's about the only part of his body that's not covered up by gear. He's got all the equipment on, obviously, but he looks to be okay, and it's very quickly no balls and two strikes here to Reese McCray. No balls, two strikes, two outs, and Moreno rocks and fires, and a check swing. Did he go around? Does not look like the home plate umpire will ask for help there as that's a changeup that stays up in the zone. McCray checked his swing successfully for ball one. One ball, two strikes. Moreno rocks and fires. Fastball hammered down the left field line. This one's going to fall for a base hit. That's the third hit of the night for Reese McCray. Rounds first, stops there. The throw comes in from the left fielder as... I believe we do have a, a new left fielder out there. I believe that is. We'll have to see who that is out there in just a moment. Next up for number 10, Leo. So, so Leo Lowen now strides to the plate after getting off those three strikeouts to start the game. He was 0 for 3, now 1 for 4 with a single. And now because of McCray's third hit of the ball game, he rocks a line drive foul down the left field line. So they'll regroup as Leo Lowen now down in the count. No balls and one strike. McCray had already taken off towards second base. He has to jog back towards first base. Now Moreno delivers the 0-1. That one lined into, into left center field. Going up the power alley here. McCray's going to round second. He's going to try for third. Here comes the throw. It's way off. Good job there by the third baseman for the Austin I. Maroon Robles to get over and cut the ball off before it went to the dugout. It would have meant a seventh run. So he goes over, cuts the baseball off, and that is a double for Leo Lowen. So he comes back with authority in his final two at-bats. Does Leo Lowen and delivers a single and a double. And his courtesy runner coming in. So back-to-back -back hits after back-to-back -back fly balls to right. Reese McCray and Leo Lowen doubling up again, and that's going to be all for Marino. We will take a quick timeout as well. Back in a moment, you're listening to live coverage of Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shop app. Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got Shaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all-stars Brent Beasley and lifetime Shap Lewis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake-owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management, calling the right plays for your financial future. The Felger Insurance Agency is proud to support Westlake Athletics on the drive to a district title. Speaking of driving, if your Westlake son or daughter is ready for their independence and their driver's license before they hit the road, let Jeff Felger take a look at your current insurance plan. Jeff lives and works in Westlake and can help you choose the coverage options you need to include your family's newest driver. Call 512-250-2334 and speak to Jeff. Get your new driver off to a safe start with Farmers and Felger Insurance Agency. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.
warm-up throws here. Joe Taylor joining you here live in the Westlake Shop app. Thanks for hanging in there with us on this one. It has been uh, quite the eventful game. A lot of pitches thrown in this ball game, and, of course, a lot of base runners, and it has led to two and a half hours of baseball here on a Monday night. This game actually moved up because of pending weather forecasted to come into the Austin area tomorrow evening, which would make this game hard to get in should the rain come. But we're here in the top of the seventh inning. Six to two, your score. Six runs on 14 hits for Westlake. Two runs, four hits, one error for Austin High. So let's recap here is Leo Lowen and Reese McCray both have delivered hits. McCray is on third base, courtesy of Leo Lowen's double. And now Jake Harwood strides back in for his fifth plate appearance here. Had an RBI single his first time up, singled and scored his second time up, walked and scored his third time up. And is struck out looking his last time up. And just like that, Johnny Jenkins, southpaw, dealing on two straight balls out of the zone. Here's the 2-0 pitch with two outs. A fastball sneaks inside for ball three. Jenkins, again, kind of a slinger from the left side. Has a good arm slot, about a three-quarter release point here as it comes whistling in on the inside part of the plate. Here's the 3-0. This one way outside. All four pitches not even close to the zone as Harwood draws his second walk of the game. He's been on base four of the five times, and it's going to give Bailey Covert an opportunity to hit here from the right side. Just uh, going back to Bailey's night, struck out looking his first dime up, singled and scored in the third inning. Walked and was left stranded in the fourth and flew out to right his last time up. And he takes the first pitch for strike one as Jenkins finally paints the inside corner for a strike. After four straight balls to Harwood. Bases loaded now. Here's the 0-1. That pitch catches the outside corner for strike two. A little uh, benevolent call there in a 6-2 game where Westlake has pounded out 14 hits and definitely on the fringe there. Here's the 0-2 pitch quickly from Jenkins. Fires a fastball. That one stays upstairs and outside for ball one. Tell you what, to find Bailey Covert right there, I definitely do not like that 1-1 pitch. But nonetheless, he's able to hold off. And here's the 1-2. Swung on and missed on a fastball away, and he waves through it, and that'll do it for an eventful top half of the seventh inning, but no runs scored as bases were left loaded yet again for the Westlake Chaparrales. No runs on two hits. There were no errors, and three men left on base. We head to the final frame for Austin High in the bottom of the seventh inning. Westlake leading the Maroons 6-2. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps, and like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise, and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters, and with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship-level treatment. Click MyCryoFit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake-owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your 
workout. Hey, it's Casey, the IT guy. Does downtime of IT infrastructure equal money lost for your company? You owe it to your business to tour Data Foundry's newest data center, Texas 2. This 325,000 square foot purpose-built facility is carrier neutral and offers both retail and wholesale co-location options located on Data Foundry's 40-acre data ranch. It's Austin's newest state-of-the-art data center with service to match. See why Data Foundry is the premier choice for data center co-location. Westlake family owned and operated. Visit datafoundry.com and schedule your tour today. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning. Joe Taylor joining live here from Tony Burger Center in Southwest Austin, not too far away from the campus of Bowie High School, and of course, not too far away from Austin High. As the Maroons down six to two, six runs, fourteen hits, no errors for Westlake. Two runs, four hits, one error for Austin High, and that's going to lead to the closer, Hudson Forrest. Forrest closed out the game against Akins as the Chaparrales only had to play five full innings there as they uh, deliver on the run rule. Nick Robles is going to lead things off here for the Austin High Maroons. It'll be Robles, Ogden, and Mendoza, the scheduled hitters. We'll have to see if anybody pinch hits here, but... For Robles, who made a fine play on that throw in from center field to kind of keep Reese McCray from scoring the game's seventh run for Westlake. But Hudson Forrest, the big lanky variety that we saw a lot last year in a closer's role, delivers the first pitch fastball, and it's fouled straight back to the screen as Robles was all kinds of ready for that fastball as he got it up and fouled it straight back to the screen. Stands in from the right side. Robles tonight. Struck out his first time up. Got a base hit down the left field line a second time up. Walked with the bases loaded to deliver an RBI. Again, one of uh, two runs on the board. As he looks at the uh, 0-1 pitch down and away for ball one. Hudson Forrest into the wind, and the right-hander is ready. Here's the 1-1. He delivers the overhand curveball that catches the strike zone belt-high level for strike two called. One ball, two strikes, nobody out, 6-2 ball game here. Leading things off in the bottom of the seventh as Westlake leads. Now a lazy fly ball into center field, racing over and making the catch is Joseph Watts. Nice job there by Watts to race over into shallow left center field and see that ball off the bat. Tough, tough field to really pick up the baseball. But uh, some of us were noticing that uh, perhaps... There were new LED bulbs in these low lights here at Burger. It definitely is brighter than it has been in years past, so let's hope that that is true. But nonetheless, a nice line drive, but it falls into the glove of uh, Joseph Watts for the first out of the inning. So Robles is retired. First pitch swinging here is Ogden. Lazy ground ball to second base. Reese McCray has it. Fires over to Bailey Covert, and very quickly, there are two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. So payoff time here is... It does look like Brendan Mendoza will step up and have the final word here. So Brendan Mendoza will stride in. Trying to deliver the uh, final out here is Hudson Forrest. 
stands in with two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. The first pitch from Forrest swung on and driven down the line foul for strike one. Hudson Forrest doing a good job of getting ahead of everyone here as As he goes into the wind, here's the 0-1 pitch. Forrest delivers. Fastball catches the outside corner for a called strike two. So Hudson Forrest now with no balls and two strikes. Westlake leading. Now timeout has been called. So Brendan Mendoza has a hit on the night. One of the four for Austin High. Hudson Forrest now with an 0-2 count in the bottom of the seventh inning. Nobody on in a 6-2 game. Here's the pitch. That one swung on. It hits the dirt. Leo Lowen picks it out of the ground, throws it down to first base, and picking it there is Bailey Covert, and that's a strikeout, and that will do it as Westlake moves to 2-0 in district play with a 6-2 win over Austin High, taking the win for the Westlake Chaparrales, his second in district play is Gray Harrison. And, of course, getting the save is Hudson Forrest. Mac Harkins doing a great job of locking it down as well. Six runs, 14 hits for the Westlake Chaparrales as they beat the Austin I Maroons 6-2. to two. Again, thanks so much for joining us here for our inaugural broadcast. This one took a little bit longer to get done with, but... It uh, wraps up with the Chaparral win as they move to 2-0 in district play. 7-0 start for the Chaparrales, and uh, we will have the broadcast and the CryoFit player of the game. Looking at the uh, CryoFit ice-cold player of the game, you really have to look at uh, the job offensively done by Reese McCray. He had a, a base hit in the first inning, came back, got hit by a pitch and walk, got a base hit again in the fifth and a base hit again in the seventh. Reese McCray, along with Jake Harwood, really doing the significant job. So co-ice-cold cryo-fit players of the game at the plate, Jake Harwood and Reese McCray racking up some serious offensive firepower and a 6-2 victory for Westlake. And looking at the schedule, moving ahead as Westlake, like I mentioned, moves to 7-0. They're fresh off of five straight wins in the Pennybacker Classic. Again, that make it seven straight wins now. They are on the schedule for a game Thursday, March 5th. That will be, right now it looks like it might be a a non-district game with LBJ, and they'll go into another tournament and uh, face Richland and Eagle Pass. So, again, the next scheduled district game will be Tuesday, March 10th, and it'll be home at Lehman. So that's when we will join you a week from tonight. But Westlake on the board with their second district win with a 6-2 win over Austin High. And again, the winning pitcher, Gray Harrison, now moving to 2-0 in district play. And, of course, the save going to Hudson first, his second save of the season in district play. Congratulations to JT Blair. That's win number 301. And, of course, congratulations to him for win number 300 coming off of the win over Bernie Champion, the finale of the Pennybacker Classic. That'll do it from Burger Center. I'm Joe Taylor. Again, thanks so much for joining us on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. Westlake victorious over Austin High. Six runs, 14 hits, no errors. 
Austin I, two runs, four hits, and one error. Westlake moving to 7-0 overall and 2-0 in district play. We'll see you next time, a week from tonight, as Westlake hosts Lehman for the next 25-6A district matchup. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shop app. You've been listening to Westlake Baseball. Brought to you by Independence Title Claims, Capital Bank, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Data Foundry, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto, Arrive Luxury and Property Management, and brought to you by CryoFit Recovery and Wellness, Austex Fence and Deck, Colhane, Premier Property, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, and by Hendrick Auto Group, Hat Creek Burger Company, Victory Medical Center at Westlake, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina and by Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, UBO, White Glove Storage and Delivery, Point Collision Center, Felger Insurance Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. <laughs>